Hello, and welcome to Movies and Us. I am Marcus. And I'm TJ. And... You left out the episode number already. I know, I was trying to figure out, as I was saying and, like, where can I stick the number in? <laughs> and this is the episode number 76, and this is the... No, I see that's too wordy. Let's do it again, let's do it again I guess. <laughs> All right. Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of Movies and Us. I am Marcus. And I'm TJ. And this is the movie review show that reviews genre movies from the beginning sometimes. And today we are reviewing the 2011 release of X-Men First Class. This movie has a runtime of 131 minutes. That is two hours and 11 minutes. Feels like it. This movie is directed... Sure is. This movie is directed by Matthew Vaughn. Screenplay by Ashley Edward Miller, Zach Stentz, Jane Goldman, and Matthew Vaughn. Story by Sheldon Turner, Brian Singer, and produced by Lauren Schuller, Donner, Brian Singer, Simon King, Kinberg, and Gregory God- Goodman. God, I cannot see her today. Starring a slew of names and faces. Okay, so James McAvoy. 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 I, I see those names all the time. He is... Charles Xavier, Michael Fassbender as Magneto, uh, Rose Byrne as shit. Who she play? She's Moira McTaggart. Oh, the also, CIA agent. Also, Bill Milner plays young Magneto. Okay, who plays young Charles? Uh, Lawrence Belcher. Sure. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. January Jones as um. Hold on, Morgan Lilly also plays young Mystique. And Rebecca oh, sure. Re- Rebecca Mermaid has a cameo as an older Mystique. Really? Yeah, you don't remember that scene? No. When she's in bed trying to seduce Magneto. Oh, that's older Mystique. Yeah, that's. I Mystique. thought she was mimicking Emma Frost. No, that was Rebecca Mermaid from the first from the original. Oh Oshmets. shit! Okay, that's pretty cool. Damn, that's pretty cool. Uh, January Jones is M Frost. Uh, Oliver Flat as Nameless CIA guy. He may have a name, but it's not important. He dies in it. Kevin Bacon as shit Shaw Smith. What's his name? Uh, so Sebastian Shaw. That's it, Sebastian Shaw. Take it over, TJ. Nicholas Holt as Beast. Beast. Uh, James Fleming. 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 Is I want to say Fleming, but it's Fleming. 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 as Azriel. Lucas Tills as Alex Summers. Eddie Gaffegi as. Darwin, because his name, or Armando Monaz, Dar- slash Darwin. We also have Cal Landry Jones as Banshee. Zoe Kravitz as Angel. Oh, that was Zoe Kravitz, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Wow, what a waste. Alex Gonzalez as Riptide. And we have Glenn Morshower as one of the colonels. Matt Craven as an, a real-life depiction, uh, a fictional prediction of CIA director uh, Alexander McCone. And, and I guess he was a thing, because it's like, a, when I have oh, over it, it okay. actually History. takes me to an actually CSI guy, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rade, ooh, that's a Russian word. <laughs> what is that? Sabetia as one, as the, as Sabetia as the Russian, Russian gen- general. We have Annabelle Wallace as somebody, as Amy, a young, I don't know who that's supposed to be. Don Crench as 
Don Creech as William Stryker's dad, and then... Oh, that's yeah. his dad? Okay, it's basically just like, how's Stryker still the same age? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and then there is... these. All these other guys have small roles in it. James Remar, Brendan Fur, Dimitri Goresta's Lud- Ludger Pistor, Alex- Alexander Krupa, and Sasha Pietzer. I guess they're all the Russian soldiers and stuff like that. That's fair. And Beth Goddard as Xavier's mom. And then, of course... Hugh Jackman in a cameo role. Best cameo ever. I was going to say, is Stan Lee in this movie? No, he couldn't film because it was shot too far away. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be a more exciting thing than that, but okay. No, he was just old and he couldn't get to where they were filming. Gotcha. But yeah, that was the cast. Okay. Uh, do you have anything to say you want to say about, how about that? Blah, 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 blah. Do you have anything you want to say about behind the scenes stuff? I mean, it's your standard affair for behind the scenes crap. Yeah. Um, the only real interesting thing that I found is that this actually replaced uh, X Men Origins Magneto instead. <laughs> I saw that, which is I, it still was a heavy Magneto film. Yeah, I um, like they were going to do Magneto and Origins for that, but Wolverine failed so hard they were like, "We're not doing those movies anymore." <laughs> and then God. the writer strikes happened, pushed it even the further development hell, and it just fell apart. And then someone was like, "Hey, let's do." Uh, story about younger X-Men. They're like, yeah, that sounds good. And so they did that instead. Now, does this borrow from any comics? Or is this all just essentially original stuff? I mean, like, there's no storyline that this follows. This is, like, a storyline for this. Like, it's based off of the first-class comics. But the first-class comics, the eight that I read, at least, the very least, it was just episodic things like one of them was they teamed up with thor to take down a giant that's pretty cool and stuff like that there was one where they had to talk to a talking gorilla to find professor xavier it was just a bunch of episodic getting to know these character kind of thing miniseries so it's like they took the characters but not even really because this isn't the first class that is first class (laughs) no no, because it was the first class was Cyclops. Oh, Gene. Gene Storm. No, it was Cyclops, Gene's Iceman, Angel, Cyclops, Gene, Ice, and Beast. Beast. Yeah, there were the five. Okay. And then Professor Xavier was their teacher. I think you know. I don't know when to talk about this or where we, what, what, which of these movies to talk about this in, but I'm gonna say it now here. Um. <clears throat> Because this is like this is like so good box office and critical wise, I guess it spawned off. What came next? Future Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. Then yeah, so the, uh, the, that's, this is was originally supposed to be a reboot. Yeah, but it was retconned into a prequel. Yeah, and it, it was retconned in Days of Future Past. I yeah, guess, right? so I think it's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I just feel like this movie itself suffers from being a prequel slash reboot, whatever you want to call it at the time. I guess at this time, a reboot. Yeah, it was because, definitely intended as a reboot. Because yeah, it tries to show you the origin of every. It falls in that pit trap of like, this is how they got this. This is how they got that. This is how this happens. It's like, I think if they wanted to, I think they didn't know it was going to be too, they didn't know it was going to be successful, I guess. I think they could have like spread out that stuff through the multiple movies. And I think that would have been better because I don't like how these movies, the origin movies in general, is just like, okay, this is how all of this happened. This is how the characters got the things they come to know and love from these characters. I think 
that would have happened regardless if this was a reboot. Even if this was the first X Men thing, they'd yeah, yeah. Do, but I think they would because there are they have to explain these things. I don't think they have to explain all of it in one movie. They could have like, and I get, I get, they didn't know it was gonna be as good, so they kind of like put it all here because if there's no sequel, there's no like whatever. So I, I, I get it from the financial standpoint. I just think some things that happened in this movie didn't have to all happen at this movie. It could have been, it would have been nice to see it spread out for two movies at least. I had. It's the same problem, but with different topic. Okay. Like, I didn't have a problem with the origin stuff. I had the problem with the set and background, if that makes sense. The, the Cuban Missile Crisis yeah. stuff? Or just, yeah. Really? Yeah, I had a problem with that. How, how like, what was the, you want to talk about that now or later? Yeah, we can wait until we get into okay. it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was just, I just didn't like, because like, cause it does, because this movie is so different from its sequels because the next three sequels are based off of I assume they're based they take the titles of at least of three other big story arcs in this in this in the X Men universe. So we get well, I guess not Days of Future. Was Days of Future Past a big story arc, right? Yeah, yeah, it's probably the most popular big story okay. arc. <laughs> That's what I thought. So it does that? Then they do Apocalypse, and then they do Dark Phoenix. So to have this random movie and then three big tentpole story arcs it's like it's probably i mean it's that definitely detrimental for later on movies but it just feels weird that this is the next thing movie from days of future past it's low i don't i'm looking at the posters i don't know what order there is I, I know logan comes in between this time but i'm pretty sure well this is the first i thought cartoon. there was a, i thought there was another one in between but i could be wrong let's see the next x-men movie is somehow the wolverine but that doesn't count oh god yeah jesus god <laughs> <The> damn it <laughs> Then, yeah, I guess this is a future past. Weird, right? You think there would be a second segue into that? What's the one? Is that the, It must be Days of Future Past that all that happens in. Yeah, huh. yeah. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. And these movies, they, they, do, they do cram a lot into these movies, or at least the ones that I've seen. Because it's Days of Future Past, then it's Apocalypse, then it's yep. Logan. And then Dark Phoenix. Then Dark Phoenix. Or Wolverine, whatever he did that shows up. No, Dark, and then it's Dark Phoenix, and then it's New Mutants. Yes. Yeah. And of course, Deadpools are sprinkled in. Oh, those. right. I forgot about the Deadpools. Deadpool yeah. 2 is in between Dark Phoenix and Logan. The original Deadpools in between Apocalypse and Days of Future Past. Yes. So yeah, it's like the only time we see these characters like this that aren't affecting a major story arc in the comics. Yeah, that's how I want to work that. That's what it is, it's, I, that, that's the vibe. I, like, it just feels weird. That's all. I mean, it. it, it I, I can see that because, like, they did say they did set it in the 60s and they took, like, James Bond as yes, um, as inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, you so, uh, which actually made me like the movie because, yeah, it made me enjoy the espionage, like, 60s CIA tension spy shit. And we're not the only ones. I mean, it's critical response is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I remember this came out. People were like, oh, this is so amazing. I was like, yeah, it is. I won a couple of awards, too, so. I mean, okay. <laughs> I know. We yeah, I saw that. that. I, no, I, I saw them down there. But, like, I don't want to go into the awards, because last time we went into the awards, you went into this whole spiel about the <laughs> awards and stuff. I remember. <laughs> Although, Hugh Jackman did win an award for Best Cameo, which I didn't Stop even it. know was, it, was an award. Stop it. Apparently, there's an award for best cameo. He says three damn words, DJ. <laughs> no, I see it, but I guess, like, <laughs> did they make that as category just for that? <laughs> probably. They probably. I don't know. Don't. You would have to look up the Scream Awards and see oh. if there's more than one winner. I don't care enough. God damn it, I do care enough. I'm clicking on it. 
Uh, that's funny. Um, I would argue that could be a best cameo just because it's short, simple, and to the point. Well, that's what a cameo is. Yeah. Well, some cameos they'll try to make like like Stan character. Lee's cameo and everything. Yeah, it's like he's got to be in there. Well, this one's like it felt like it's part. Of, yeah, best cameo. Oh, so this happens a few times actually. Hugh Jackman first class. Boss Aldrin and Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Kristen Bell and Anna Paquin in Scream Four. Richard Dreyfuss in Piranha 3D. He's in Piranha 3D. Holy shit! Keith Richards in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That's the number we know. There's five winners of that random category. Um, another little interesting thing is like Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Hired like majority English actors. I like, like that. Like Thor. Yep. And it's it's got the same feel. Like the actors wanted to work with the director and the other actors and stuff like that. Yes. So, as Thor did. So weird how that these two movies kind of coincide. Also, Matthew Vaughn was slated to direct X3, but he had to drop out for some reason. I remember talking about this. I forget what the reason was. He, yeah, and uh, Brian Singer had to take over. And I think Brian Singer was set to direct this movie, but he was supposed to do... Uh, Jack the Giant Slayer movie. Oh, okay. And so he'd dropped down to producer role. What did he have? I'm not going to talk about it because we talked about it before. I wonder when that happened. This came out 2011, right? Yes. So it happened, it had to happen years later. 14, 2014. Okay. Oh, wow. Really? Multiple times. Huh. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Well, like I said, it's a bunch of standard fair stuff. Uh, let's talk about box office, ladies and gentlemen, of 2011. 2011? 2011? What, what did you say back then? 2011? So we did the top 15 in a weird order the last two weeks. So we're going to do even more weird. We're going to do 20 through 15. So strap in. Today, 20 is, or 20 in 2011. It was at 20 in 2011. Yeah. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the chip wreck. Get it? Chip of a C H. Chip. T he 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 he. I don't know how that movie made number 20. I mean, it's, that's pretty bad for an Alvin and Chipmunks movie. And number 19, X Men First Class. Yeah, I thought it was. 15. I guess that was wrong. 15 was Thor, remember? Oh, 15 was Thor. Yes. Number 18, a movie we're going to get to later on this year is Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh. Yeah. And number 17, the Avengers of Tintin. Huh? The Avengers of Tintin. The dog? The dog and the person, yeah. The, uh, Steven Spielberg made this animated movie back in 2017, or 2011. It's okay. Wait, it's maybe a- I'm thinking of the Avengers of Rin Tin Tin. Probably. Uh, what is Rin Tin Tin? Is that... Why am I thinking of Rin Tin Tin Canine Pup? What is well, that? I'm- I don't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I know. I've heard of it, but I never looked into it because not my generation. Canine. Oh, it's Canine Cop. Renton Tin Canine Cop TV series from 1988 to 1993. Uh, did you watch it? No, but I heard the name a lot, and I thought it was Pup, but it's Cop. It looks like it's about a cop with a dog partner. You know, the canine dogs. Okay. Okay. I was like, why do I know that name? I don't think it has anything to do with that, what you just said, but... I don't think so, because I don't recall. And number 16, The Untouchables. I don't know what that's about, and I don't care. But that's the box office, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's that movie. Oh, it's a French movie. I've, I've heard of that movie, I think. Yeah, after he becomes a quadriplegic from a paragliding accident, an aristocrat hires a young man from the projects to be his caretaker. Nope, no, really no, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> That's not the, the Untouchables. The huh? Untouchables is a Brian Singer film that got him famous. It's about detective, our detective trying to figure out Kaiser Sozak and shit like that. It's not what it's uh, the Untouchables. I'm thinking either mafia or western. Oh, that's what you're talking about. We're not doing this. So yeah, that's the box office. 
Anything uh, else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we no. got everything. I think so. Do you have any trailers before we start, TJ? The review proper? Any advertisements or anything like that, the sorts? No, I watched this on the Blu-ray, and for some reason, Blu-ray doesn't do trailers. Goddamn shit, Generations. Anyway, no, not doing that tangent. It's a random tangent. Okay, so I guess we're going to get into this. I watched mine on Disney+, Plus, so... That's two ways of watching the people. Or just download it illegally. Who cares? Yeah, right? Or stream it illegally. Don't download anything illegally. Stream it illegally. Yeah, yeah. Streaming, downloading, you're just asking for problems. Downloading, you're just asking to get caught. Yeah, get caught, get viruses. It's like, don't do it. Don't click on anything. It's just, yeah. Plenty of illegal streaming sites. We do not advocate illegal... Pro- Hey, you can sneak into a theater and just put your phone on record and just call that a day. Wow, man, this is so easy to do shit like that nowadays. Hey, guys, don't do that. We're legally required to say that. Are we? For up, up for any upcoming trial cases, sure. Yeah, for Disney, it gives us like a cease and desist. Like, hey, just don't do this. You guys are done. <laughs> so we start with the classic Marvel flip, and we get into Poland, 1944. So before we even go into this, is yep. this the scene from yes. the first movie? Yes. <laughs> they just ripped the whole scene from the first movie. Yes. Now, I don't know if they reshot it, shot for shot, because I didn't look into it that much. But no, I think because the, or, or they just act- the-, the child actor is different oh, yeah. from this yeah. from this scene to the next scene. Now, I wonder if they... Oh, is, it, is he different from this scene to the next scene? Yeah, because it's a different, completely different actor. Okay. He looks the same to me, so I couldn't tell. So that's funny. Uh, unless they put, like, unless they took shots from the original one and then put inserts of the kid and the mother in this. Because I know they had Kevin Bacon, like, they matched this. Anyways. So, yeah, this, the shot from the first X-Men movie where the kid gets separated from his parents in the Auschwitz, who turns out to be Magneto, makes a big dramatic scene and destroys the gate because he's got mutant powers, gets knocked out by a guard. And then this, well, this makes it feel more like a prequel then, because this is exactly what we've seen in the first movie. A prequel, yes. But Although originally it was, was a reboot. Yeah, so that's weird. Oh, I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess maybe it always was meant to be a prequel. No, because yeah, it has to be a prequel then, yeah. I mean, they, but it says it was originally intended to be a reboot, but it was reconned in, uh, into a prequel. Maybe the original script was a reboot, but then they made it into No, because it was retconned into a prequel in Days of Future Past. So this was always intended to be a reboot. That's stupid. Nah, I guess it makes sense, I guess. Keep some elements. Because it's the same director. He directed the X-Men, the first X-Men movie, so of course he's going to keep the same elements he had. Anyway, you can continue. Yeah, you're good. And then we cut over to Westchester, New York, 1944. Westchester, right? Yeah, Westchester. It's Westchester or Worcester. It's Westchester. We'll call it Westchester. Westchester, New York, 1944, same time period. We end up at the X-Men, not the X-Mansion, not yet. It's Charles Mansion, uh, Xavier Mansion. And we see Charles Xavier wake up in the middle of the night. He hears some noise in the kitchen. He goes to the kitchen. He sees his mom in the kitchen getting some food. Like, Mom, what are you doing? It's late. She's like, don't worry, baby. I'll make you some hot chocolate. It's cool. Don't worry, baby. He's like, wait a second. Telepathically talk to you mentally. Who are you? You're not my mom. She's never, she's never in the kitchen. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, my pers- mom's kind of a bitch. You're, you're too nice. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's harsh, TJ. That's what he implied. He, he, she's just a, pr- he, a he white said, privilege lady. He literally, he literally said, my mother never stepped in this kitchen. In fact, if she does anything, she usually refers it to the maid. Doesn't make her a bitch, though. She's, it's kind of harsh. She's just, she's just a, a, a wealthy person. You know, in the comics, Charles was abused as a child, right? Ah, uh, well, this is the comics, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a movie, Mark. It's not a comic. Exactly. And uh, 
So, yeah, Charles says, yeah, my mom's a bitch, and I guess that triggers Whoa, the- what are you being so harsh for? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, he tells that to the person he's mentally uh, telepathically telling this to, and she uh, transforms. I mean, look, guys, it's a little mistake. Mystique. Mistake. Mystique. Oh, mistake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she feels like a mistake, so it works out, I guess. It's a little mistake. She She's is, like, look at this little mistake here. <laughs> And this is how they meet, guys. Is this comic accurate at all? Oh, wait, hold on. Is there a universal number to this? Uh, yes. I didn't bother doing it with this one, with these ones anymore, or the MCU, because I already did it, and the other ones, but I can look it up. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I, we, do, we didn't do it last week, did we, huh? No, because it's the same one as it always is. First class, you know. That's fair, that's fair. Number. Uh... Do, 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 do Earth 10,005. For this one? Yeah, the whole X-Men series. Of... Oh, well, it's because they're all connected now. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, they're all 10,005. Does that include... I guess that includes Deadpool, too, I guess? Deadpool as well, I mean. Yes, I believe. Because they're in the same universe, so... Yeah, okay. Movie universe... Numbers. Although Deadpool might be pulled into... Uh, oh, shit, you're right. The, the MCU. Yeah. Oh, so will these two, won't they? No, it looks like they're going to reboot. What? But, okay, but the new Deadpool movie's going to have, well, I guess new at the time, they're going to have Wolverine in it. Uh, Actually, now that I'm, I typed in Deadpool and I got Deadpool into it, yeah. it's telling me the universe number is... Woo! TRN414, Temporary Reality Number 414. Okay. That's with the Deadpool movies. The other number is just the X-Men movies. Okay. So. Temporary. So this is trying to find a place for that movie. Okay. Yeah. So they screwed up their own continuity, essentially. Which has always been a complaint about the whole Marvel stuff. and Not Marvel stuff. X-Men Universe shit. (laughs) Because the other movies just wacky out of timeline. Okay. Was there anything else I wanted to ask before we were doing this? How we get to this point? Uh, no, we're good. Okay. And I'm looking, it looks like, that's weird. It's telling me Earth 616 is the MCU, but it's not. M616 is the main continuity of the comic book, so it can't be 616, the MCU. I'm bringing this one up because I didn't do Thor last week. The MCU is Earth 199,999. Say it again? It's... Earth 199,999. That's the MCU. Jesus. Yes. But it is Earth 616, essentially, which is the main continuity of the comic books. So it's it's in the scope of all of Marvel, you know, alternate realities. It's 199,999. But within its... Within the scope of in itself, it's six one six. Why is it gonna be so confusing, TJ? Because this is a stupid, arbitrary number that we just decided to start. To yeah, you decided. <laughs> Don't put me into this. Hey, you got your thing. I got mine. Yeah, we all have our things exactly. Um, <laughs> so was there anything else? Uh, no. Okay, was it job? Okay, so I thought I asked something else, but I don't recall. So okay. No, I you you would stop the whole review just to have that. So <laughs> I was I was thinking the other day, like you guys have mentioned that in a minute. I feel, but then also like I didn't happen to have many Marvel stuff to talk about. So. Again, no, it's all been DC for a while. Yeah. So okay. Anyways, back to the review. Mystique sees Charles. Charles sees Mystique, and she's like, oh, "I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a thief and ugly and, and blue and self-conscious about my body." And he's like, "Listen, baby, it's cool. 
you don't have to hide yourself. You can have whatever you want here. You can be my friend. I'm Charles. She's like, oh, I'm Raven. And they become best friends. It's not the way you just made it sound. Especially since Mystique's not wearing any clothes as, as a nine-year-old. I was I was creeped out. I don't want to mention anything. I, like, this <laughs> I didn't either, but you made it sound weird by saying baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're kids. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, children. Like, they're children. You're like, children. Uh, yeah. I was like, what are you doing there, Marcus? <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll bring this up now. I guess bring up later when she's a, an adult. Almost, almost a person when she's an adult with freedom then. But yeah, she's like naked. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, that dawned on me later on. Like, oh yeah, she's naked throughout these movies too, huh? Just walking yes. around strutting herself. This is always thought that was weird. And the comparison they give to excuse it kind of degrades her. When? Later or now? Yeah, where Magneto explains you don't ever see a tiger. We want a tiger wanting to cover up, do you? That's kind of like dehumanizing well, i feel this whole movie like dehumanizes her even though it's like trying to be like strong female m- mystique it's like they don't well, write her well both at all. sides are kind of like xavier is like you're ugly so you yeah. need to, you hide and then magneto's like you're 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 an animal to be displayed so don't hide it's like exactly and she and i feel like this like she's just she's a strong character in the comics right is she an independent like i feel like they just use her as like a typical like badly written female character in this movie it's just, that's all this is she is mostly a villain but her history is like is a little complicated because like in this we're gonna get to Ezreal later yes which is like this red demon devil looking guy He's like the red version of uh, yeah. the blue guy. Shit, Nightcrawler. In the comics, Azrael is Mystique's lover. Yes. And, and they have Night Nightcrawler as their kid. Which makes sense. But according to the, the movie continuity, which I read in this, um, Azrael is supposed to be Mystique's dad in this. Well, stop it. What? In this continuity. Stop. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like I said, it's... What? Why? Like? Why make something complicated even more complicated? Like, I don't know. On. There's it gets even more complicated later, but not with with the other characters. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Mystique's always been kind of a strange character. She's used to pretty much. She's a Deus Ex Machina a lot of the time. Yeah, and I feel bad for her because she seems like she'd be a fun, good character to write. So they try to write her complex, but they usually get that across. Like here, she's supposed to be. Like, we all know she's got to end up with Magneto. Yes. Because that's how it plays out. But the plot doesn't really support that. Exactly. That's, like, yeah, that's why I don't like prequels, because it's like a weak... Like, they, she's like... They have to turn Xavier into a jerk to make her realize she doesn't want to be with him. But yes. at the same time, they're brother and sister in this, which is not from the comics at but all. But they're not. But they're not really because they do kiss each other sometimes. Like she does try to seduce them. Like so they don't, like 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 are they trying to be like boyfriend girlfriend or like? No, I never got that at all. She does try to sed- like seduce them. She tries to seduce Eric. I never got brother and sister vibes for them. I always Why? got like good friends who sneaks trying to low key like seduce. No, I never got Eric, that at all. but not in like evil bad, bad way she's like i just want to feel like a person she's, an attractive kind of thing he's like the only one she has any reference to so it's like she goes to him she's like she's when she does that stuff she's like trying to you know would you date me am i ugly yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i never got that it was a um anything more than you know her insecurities coming through like it wouldn't have actually happened no because she gets jealous when he's like hitting on the other girls at the bar or like later in the movie like you're hitting on them all the time and she's like she's like he's saying oh you got invitation like that's his thing like i hit on you because i see invitation i'm just being charles a college kid no, he's she, like, didn't, she didn't get 
I was getting just mixed signals. Like, are they trying not to have sex and be a thing, or are they just being friends? Is like I don't know what the uh, the writers they, and directors they trying say. To push, like, they say that they're brother and they're practically brother and sister, and I got that more than anything else in the beginning. But I feel like he just said that, so that's why she's there. No, because when they to go to the Xavier Institute later, she, Mystique's like, "I grew up here with Xavier." And let me give you a tour. So yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not missing that. I'm just saying, like, I just had sexual tension vibes from those two. At least on her I didn't end, get it at not all. from his end, but from, definitely from her end. No, I got it. It's just she's. It was all about her insecurities about the way she looked. Yeah, and that the only person she really has to talk to is him. And yes. as a guy, she was like, would you, and of course, Xavier being a dick's like, not really, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so we get back to, po- um, yeah, they're friends now. Her name's Raven, a.k.a. Mystique. He's Charles, a.k.a. What I don't understand, though, is that <laughs> Xavier, yeah. Xavier's mom is just okay with this blue girl living with him now. And they don't they the yada yada over that. Like, <laughs> is she, well, I assume she's not being blue around the family. No, I understand that, but yeah. there's this just, just strange girl that lives here now. Yeah, like, how do you explain that? Hey, mom, I found this girl sticking in the house. She's my friend now. Mom's gonna be like, if she's a bitch to the to the, uh, to the maid, she gonna she gonna let this random street rat now. I was like, no, no, get her out of the house. Like, so, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Depends on the continuity. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she died or something. The mom. Yeah, and he inherited the house or whatever. Yeah. Maybe so, but like, at what Wayne's, age did that happen? Bruce though? Wayne's situation. Yes, but this is a good Bruce version of Bruce Wayne. Anyways, we cut back to Germany, guys. Warsaw. We're, we're Nazi Germany, guys, because Nazi shit goes on. And um, Kevin Bacon. It's nineteen sixty-six. Oh wait, no, it's nineteen forty-two still. Sorry. Yeah, forty-four. You're good. You're good. And uh, we can we see Kevin Bacon. He's the uh, main bad guy. His name is what's his name? Shaw something. Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. And he's like the head German. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. Sebastian Shaw and his group's called the Hellfire Club. They're a major faction in the comics, but nothing really what they are here. So are they better in the comics than this? Because that they. I mean, they it's it has more time to build because they're recurring bad guys. Okay, you know what I mean. They don't just get killed off at the end of it. Yeah, and again, as I was my complaint earlier about this movie, it all feels like it has to happen to get to the main billion bucks in the next ones. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I'm not going to go into it. Why not? Because I don't want to. We want to, TJ. The audience and I want to. If you want to know more about the Hellfire Club, go read the comic. Illegally by going to stream it somewhere. And so Kevin Bacon is like the head Nazi, not doctor, but like he's looking into mutations and shit like that, I guess. And he found fascination with Eric because Eric moved the metal gates. And he's like, hey, Eric, come here. See this gold coin? I want you to move it. Although it's probably metal. I hope it's metal, right? It would have to be metal because he's moving it later. Hold on. I'm not going into that history, but someone, if you're listening and you care enough, look into the history of when coins became not metal or metal, right? Because they changed their 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 alloys and shit like that, right? Over time. Oh, you're talking about actual coins. Yeah, yeah. Like this coin in this movie would have been able yeah. to move by Eric. Yeah, actually, all their coins are actually made of more metals than even did today's coins. They're actually back then. If you go back further enough, actually, coins are worth more because they're made of like pure silver some of them are now, is, now this is a gold coin so it was it's i'm gonna sound really stupid real quick is gold a metal gold's a metal yeah is it a metal gold is a metal okay is it huh yeah i never thought about That's like not, what kind of that, substance i know it's heavy but i never knew i never thought about like what kind of well, the coin's not gold it's silver it's not i thought it was gold no it's a silver coin 
Okay, so because there's definitely metal then. It has mostly metal parts in it, bits in it. Oh, okay. So anyways, uh, Kevin Bacon's like, hey, Eric, move this coin. If not, and Eric's like, I'm trying. I can't do it. I have no power. And uh, Bacon's like, okay, guess what? Here's your mom. You see your mom right there? I have this gun pointed to her. If you don't do it in three seconds, I kill her. And Eric's like, no, okay, Palpatine, I'll do it. And he can't do it, and Bacon kills Magneto's mom. And that makes Magneto very angry. So, yes. Nazi coins were made of zinc. And zinc? is And zinc is a transitional metal. So, okay, how far does Magneto's powers extend into on a periodic table? God damn, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. I am curious, control. though, like, is it, it all metals can he affect? Anything that is mag- able to be magnetized. And so, I guess zinc can be magnetized. I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's smoothie. Okay, zinc is not normally magnetized unless it is put inside a strong magnetic field, which Magneto does. Okay, so he can. This yes. is, in this weird hypothetical world, this is possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. <laughs> I don't know why you made me go down this rabbit hole, but just to show that he can control a coin, but okay. You don't have to. I was just curious. I was just generally curious. I went today for fucking golden medal, so there we go. Anyways, Eric kills, not Eric. Shaw kills Benito's mom. Magneto does a Darth Vader. No! And starts killing everybody in the room. Besides Shaw for some reason. you think he would have just killed because Shaw, but... Shaw doesn't have a metal helmet on his he's head. He's got a gun in his hand, right? So, like... he like Magneto focuses anger on the random room next to him full of magnetic I, stuff. I took it as he is out of control and is just crushing anything metal no. and moving anything metal around no, him. No, no. That's because I was thinking like the guy the guy you're angry at now who just killed your mother, you have all this metal stuff to eh, do harm to him. But all like, the metal stuff that he's he, that he's moving is in the other room. But there's like this metal cabinet behind Shaw. Shaw which has is, which which is crushed because he can't control it. I know I know he can't control it, but like something like I'm just surprised he didn't do like or even like try to throw a punch at Shaw, something. He's like, ah no, Darth Vader, no. It's like Well, okay. if he did that, then the movie went movie. I know, and that's the thing, like, we gotta have this guy be on art, but uh, it just felt like weird. That's all. And so Palpatine's like, okay, cool. Anger drives your power. We're gonna manipulate that to our benefit. And walks up the room. And that's the next scene. And so we get, flash forward to 1962, and it is, and by the way, guys, we're all over the map in this movie. All over the map, all the timeline, kind of. So 1962, we get to... Yeah, to get to 62, it stays kind of solid, year-wise. Yeah, but it's like, um, so, um, year-wise, but not map-wise. Oh, uh, you, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, timeline-wise, yeah. it stops flicking <laughs> forward. Yeah, maybe like a year, which might change, but not much, but yeah. So we get Fassbender in Geneva, Switzerland. He's a full-grown adult now. And uh, he's hunting Nazis. He's got a board of all the Nazis he's hunting. He's like, I need to get Shaw. And he's floating that coin. Yep. Yeah, he's got. He's holding up to that coin to the last scene, guys. And um, we go over to Oxford, England. Charles is picking up women at the bar. As I mentioned earlier, he's putting a woman like, oh, you got a mutation in your eyes. I study mutations. You're pretty, blah, blah, blah. And we have we see Mystique in the background, who's the, who's now looking like Jennifer Lawrence. And uh, she's getting angry and jealous at Charles. I see. So I'm saying I this. Didn't, I didn't take it as angry and jealous. He's flirting in the in this bar, and and he's get he's a little drunk, and she's waiting for him. I got it. Took as more as impatient. But I see what like I felt like like, like he's I, there with her. She he, he no, yeah, her he there. is. But like I felt like like are they dating right here? 
like if she's getting like why she get jealous at that i don't i just felt like i didn't get jealousy that's my whole point i got she's just annoyed that she's stuck here while he's flirting with this girl why does she need to be here <laughs> exactly so like that's why i think that the writers and directors came in flawed you're like they, in the middle of the bar scene like how did they get to the bar why did they get there did he bring her there just as a, as a wingman like why did he's, why did he's there celebrating his doctorate him getting his doctorate okay then it's like she should know he's gonna be doing that kind of stuff right but maybe they were just on their way home and it's, let's stop in for a drink so i and to celebrate the doctorate but then he goes and flirting with this girl and they're like come on i don't want to stay here and watch you flirt with this girl and i came off really like a jealous girlfriend kind of vibe because then after it. this we get what i didn't get that i, I that's all i got was because after this we give to their apartment excuse me and um she's brushing her teeth as me sneaking her blue skin and she's like mute and proud or whatever she's saying and he, she's like that's where she goes up to charles naked naked in a rope no, she, she's in a rope still and she's like hey would you date me he's like what do you think i'm beautiful i don't know what he's, she's saying this she scene, says she's, do you think do you think i'm you know i don't know if it would think exactly but i'm beautiful and he says yeah any you are beautiful any guy will be lucky to have you yeah and she then she asked him what's you and then he was like uh exactly but i uh, didn't take it as her wanting him to do it i literally just take a token that she thinks she's her she's ugly and she's looking for like affirmation that she's not now it just seems like she's like a jealous girlfriend because she even okay she's jealous girlfriend or like i'm not even saying it's a sex thing it's like she just feels like a wanted person we all we can agree on that i just feel like there's like girlfriend vibes because then she gets like calls up to him like hey read me to whatever you're doing like we're dating it's like oh it's my science See, stuff she's like, like yeah i, I, I want to fall to be arms. i got i didn't get that at all from that whole scene i got it as she's looking for comfort for the way she's looking and discomforted and she's Charles is her, you know, her rock in that inches, her affirmation. And it's more of a, a sibling or friend kind of situation. And see, I got I got everything you got up until the sibling friend thing. I just got a needy, not needy. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like that. I'm just like, she wanted, like, she just wanted to feel like loved and like as a person. Like, I like, get as an equal girlfriend to him. Like, I like, get, I get why you would say that, but I just don't think, I just didn't feel it because of the insecurities and the way that her her plot develops and the way her character development is throughout this throughout, throughout this singular movie Sing, throughout this singular movie yes yeah uh, see I, I got again we just see you guys different aspects i just saw it as well he's the he's the guy i like but i can't have or doesn't want me but fast better is giving me the attention so she's got like, more gravity towards him see, then. i i didn't get that at all because the moment that like beast comes into the play oh she's that too all, yeah she's all over him without yes. hesitation that's why i never got the um her in xavier thing because they never really show interest in that way not them but she does so that's why i feel like she but was like, just again, a bad character just, in I her d- part that's why i don't i didn't get that at all even before the whole beast thing happened because I just took it. She's feeling insecure and she wanted, you know, to not feel ugly at that moment. And she, all she has for someone to say that she isn't is Xavier. Yeah. But most people who are at this age who to feel insecure, who want to feel pretty and like, like as, as, not my, I know people, your, your body's not your worth. Can I say that enough? But like, you want to feel some worth, I guess. We'll try to capitalize on the sexual side of it. And so I'm getting thinking, okay, he's a bar but, kid. They're, they're both but, college kids. Like, he, he's like, I'm not saying they're lovers. I'm just saying that she was just like putting on, like, notice see, me. Senpai. Like, 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 notice, notice me, Senpai. Like, hey, I'm here. Am I beautiful? 
tell me that yeah, he's no, too I, focused I didn't on his get work it. I got I did not get that at all yeah and I and, I, I, and what you're saying I totally understand like I'm even like I get where you're coming from I was just this, the vibes I was getting is she's a, they've written her badly to the point where she's throwing herself at him Beast and Magneto but the like, only I female character we focus on, I feel like she's throwing herself at people. Like, I, notice like me, I said, notice that, me, notice me. Treat me like something. That's why I didn't get that. Like, I didn't get that feeling for her throwing herself at Xavier. Yeah. And that's her. And I didn't get that she was, like, throwing herself at Beast or Magneto. She's kind of like, she is trying to fit in. Yes. Like, she's trying to feel normal and then with beast she feels there's a kindred spirit there because he's abnormal in certain ways looking too yeah but then she goes in to kiss him and later she goes to try to sort of early she tries to seduce i guess what i'm saying like it's not even her like her fault as herself it's just like the people have written her like i said i I don't think she was trying to seduce xavier at all i got jealous girlfriend vibes early in the movie later on it tampers out for sure because when she meets fastbender she's like he's giving her the things she wants to hear and then she tries to put those on into beasts and so she's like i don't know it's just i just got girlfriend i didn't get it i didn't get it at all that's interesting that's very interesting okay okay so shit She's lonely. That happens. Charles is blind to it because still in this especially, work. Especially since, you know, Xavier's love interest comes in rather soon. Who's his love interest? Is it the girl? Is the CIA agent? Yes. What? That's a love interest to him, I guess? Well, he f- mind wipes. He's in, Superman's related in the movie. Like, I don't know if that's a love the, interest or not. In the comics, they are an item. What? They, get, they even get married at some point. Oh my god, this movie is just not... They made him a dick in this movie, which I get. I get. He's like college kid that's, who has his I, power. I think that was the point. I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, this yeah. was him coming into becoming Professor yes, Xavier. Yes. So I'm not like, I might be faulting them for that. I get the choices they made with them. It's just like, that's his future love interest in the comics. Yeah, but in the comics, she isn't a CIA agent. She's a scientist that studies mutations and stuff. Huh, I wonder why they made her a CIA agent. Yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, that, that worked. <laughs> action. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's practically it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. And for also, also, also to get her clothes off. Yep. <laughs> it's harder to do that if she's a scientist, you know? We work together too much, DJ. Just, just justify it justifiably anyway. <laughs> she, she's on screen for 60 seconds. Okay, take my clothes off. Like, what? Really? Okay, that's what we're doing. And so, okay, we okay. So after uh Mystique's lonely calls up the car Charles, which I don't see how you did not see that as a girlfriend boyfriend thing. But anyway, so I'm kidding. She's sitting but yeah, again, you misrepresented it. <laughs> No, because she, uh, she, uh, she's not that she's feeling lonely at all. It has nothing to do with loneliness. She feels, she feels ugly. She feels ugly and like not yeah, accepted. Yeah, she feels ugly and out of yes. place, and and she doesn't want to be this anymore. Yes, and that's not loneliness. That is something completely different. Well, it can step to loneliness, and so and the only thing she has to comfort her is Charles. And I'm like, not I mean, not even in a sexual way. But she's just like. You, like you were saying, right? And that, that's now. what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... But like, I just feel like she can misstrew that for like sexual tension or like but it you're, just came you're off placing as... that onto her when that's well, not that's what, what happened that's at all. Off, though, but like I said, I didn't get that at all. Oh, I got it heavy. I get where you're coming from too, because you're, you're saying it's true though too. Like, yeah, I can see them being um, nah, brother sister. It just felt like a weird brother, like a sister, like a uh, 
What's that? It's, flowers in the attic kind of thing. Like, ugh. no, it's just some some people have close siblings. Not that close, TJ. I've seen it. That's disgusting. But who am I to judge, right? So, anyways, Michael Fassbender is. At I don't a even bank. know why he said that's disgusting. They just like they get along really well. I get along much. They're, like, I'm not they're call almost up to, them. to the point where they're best friends. Yeah, my, I'm back, my, my, I get really long life sibling, but I'm not gonna get siblings. But I'm not going to like cuddle up to them next to them like. Read me what you're talking about, or it's just I don't get jealous of them at a fucking bar. Like again, I didn't get jealousy. I got impatient. Yeah, and I got jealous. We just we just read a scene different. That's all. I think we read a whole character differently. Honestly, that's again. I just like I did not like how they ever portrayed Mystique. Then again, I don't know her character well enough in the comics to be like they did it wrong. So I'm not gonna be that guy and say like I watched to read the comics, but just I feel like she was just used. I see what they wanted with her, but like, I feel like they just didn't use her to the. I best. just think her actions counteracts, and th- throughout this whole movie counteracts what you were saying. I guess like whenever it comes up again, we can talk about it. But we're ten minutes into this, so anyways, Fassbender's at a bank in Germany, I think, and he's at he's got he brings out Noxy Gold to the bank teller, like a bank head bank guy. He's like, hey guy, see this and stuff. That you speak to my people, you know where Shaw is. Help me where Shaw's at, and we'll torture you. He tortures the guy, and he finds out where Klaus, Klaus Shaw Smith, Kevin Bacon's at. He finds out where Kevin Bacon's at. Then we go back over to Nevada. That's where we meet Mac Rogatti. Huh? It's Charles's uh, love interest. What's her name? Oh, you didn't even get close. What's her last name? McTaggart. Oh my god, say that again? McTaggart. Oh, McTaggart, there's a T in there? Yeah, you weren't even close. I wrote down M-A-C-R-A, so McTag, okay. McTaggart. That makes way more sense. Her, what's her first name? Moira. Moira? Moira. 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 It's it's Irish. Anyways, in Nevada, her, 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 her uh, CIA mate, her... What's that called? Her partner? Partner, TJ. That's thank you. <laughs> they're looking out. They're, they're trailing uh, as colonel and people. And they're, they go to it. The guy, he's, they're trailing, goes in a strip club. They go in a strip club. She gets naked and follow. She gets in her her under clothes and sneaks of other strippers. Like, hey, I'm supposed to be a She is here. wearing the appropriate attire. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, why is she wearing this? Not like the, like, I feel it's like they wouldn't be wearing it. The CIA agent wouldn't be wearing that. But maybe 60s who knows, right? That's but true. Like, yeah, to take in consideration the time period. Yeah, I think that they would have sold that. Like, feel pretty about yourself, ladies. Like, like okay. they tried to do the sixty stuff at certain points, but yeah. it's very few in between. Like Kevin Bacon is a bit of a misogynist at one point, but yes. it only comes up like once. Yeah, it's not very sixties, is it? No, it tries. Like I said, it tries. Uh, so, anyways, she's following the uh, Morian. Mora. Yeah, she's following the general into the turn the colonel into the, the strip place, casino strip club place, and she's trying to find information. She follows him to a room, but he's with Emma Frost right now, and the room they close the curtains. She tries to sneak in and see what's going on, but they're gone. What's going on? And she finds out there's a secret passage, and so she goes down the secret passage. And she sees that Emma brought the colonel to the main bad guy. Emma Ka- who? Emma Frost. Why did I, I say that earlier? You didn't mention her at all yet. Oh, well, Emma Frost is here, guys. And uh, <laughs> it's Emma Frost. I think we talked about her before, though, so I don't think I need to go into her at all. Okay. Have we talked about her before? Yeah. I think you're right. About her marrying Cyclops and stuff. Yeah, we did talk about this. So, yeah, she's got history. X-Men, they're all united. They're all connected. And so... so this what is where we get introduced to our... Cast of villains, essentially. Yeah, yeah, we see Azizel. Azizel, which we already talked about. 
when we see the storm rip off, what's his name? Riptide. Riptide. Of character. And they, yeah, yeah, these guys have no lines. That's my other pet peeve of mine. I mentioned it in the, which Superman movie was that? <laughs> Where they had all those characters, like not one of them had lines. Oh, um, Public Enemies. Yes, they do the same thing in this. Like, okay, here are some characters who are obviously characters of the comics, and they have like not a single line. Like, and there's just like, there's just like in the background doing things and magic and, and things. things. He's not enough for like he's literally just a background character. It's like say well, something. Well, he's just he's just supposed to be there to show that he's a red nightcrawler. I know, but he's so they're so cool. Like the powers are cool, but they have like no chemistry. They're just we're just here to pout and do some mutant well, stuff. Man. Yeah, it's like oh okay, give me they're something. But really, okay. the big guys aren't really the focus. I know, but like I'm here because I want to kill the world. Well, I'm here because I got to save my family. Any and anything and Riptide, I think was supposed to be silent i think silent? That's, i think he's a silent mutant that's why so they're both know. silent then huh? huh they're both silent mutant then right because the way the movie portrayed them they just said F- i mean i think he's literally a mute yeah i know no i get you he's a mute mutant but like it's just the way the movie portrayed it as like they're both mutes at this point because they just don't say anything no the other guy's a devil who teleports it's just like how they and meet says, the guy, and and when you hear him talk, he does say like Russian words to make you what's, think he's what's Russian. What's their motivations? Why are they with this guy? It's just, I don't know. Because TJ. They, like, they they're they're following him. So when he destroys the world, that they mutants will be the superior race. <laughs> I don't. know. It just felt like okay. And the original X Men Toad Scar Scarface boss Toad uh, Saber Tooth Mystique. They actually had banter and talked to it. not banter, but they actually you know. Talk to each other. I don't think Sabretooth had a single line. He's, you know, he was, at least he was interactive. He's, I don't feel like these characters are interactive with each other. What are you talking about? That Zazayla guy's jumping, teleporting all over the place. He kills like 40 people in this movie. He does. He's like, I'm saying interactive with each other. They're just like, yeah, we're just looking cool and badass in the background. I don't see them. They're just. They're just plot points. That's yeah, I know, but it's like bad. It's bad. They're like low lay, low level bad guys. Who cares? It's like, it's, I care because you're, they're, they're you're just, showing them off. Make them. They're just there so Magneto has a, a early brotherhood of mutants when yeah, he decides know, to turn, turn like, rogue. And then they join him out of nowhere. It's like this is dumb. And anyway, well, he just killed their leader. That's how it works. But they're like they're that weak. Like come on, guys. I guess we go with this guy now. Like really, I hated their act. Anyways, I just felt like they were weak. That like, they, they were just like. Like, why have these guys? They're not going to have them say anything or do anything. They do a lot. Well, they do do a lot. You know what I mean. Like, they're not going to be like, I'm not saying what I want to I say. Mean, I think they have one of the highest body counts in any. They do. Here. At least Azazel for sure does. He murders <laughs> the shit out of people. But I wanted character from these characters. They're not characters. They're just. I think we had things. enough character from the rest of the characters. I know. And that's the thing. But like. I think I if they like, would have. I think to put if any more focus on the bad guys would have taken away from the good guys. Much. Just, just give me like a dialogue, like a, like a minute, a minute at most of dialogue. That's because Emma Frost has got a lot of lines. She does, but then she doesn't. Okay, I mean we clearly watched two two different movies, me and you. I'm just nitpicking the TJ. Like these are just things I've noticed. They made my first viewing like years back. Like oh, they're not doing stuff. Okay. Anyways, this again, it's one that fix on my part. So, shit. God damn. This review. 
So, Nasha, oh, we're already an hour in, and it's like only twenty Stop minutes it. into the movie. I know, yeah, there's so much shit to talk about this movie. M M C I A lady, she sees the colonel and Kevin Bacon talking. Kevin Bacon's trying to tell the colonel, "Hey, support the missiles being in the location they're going to be in because I want war to start." Colonel's like, "That's crazy," and Kevin Bacon's out influence you by showing you to have mutant people with me. Emma Frost shows off her mutant powers. Azazel comes in, bamps him in and out to them. He bamps the colonel I- into the place. This is what I don't like. What? I don't like inserting fictional things into real life events. I liked it at first as a gimmick, but I 100% agree with you now. I just, it just feels like it, it diminishes what the actual event is. It's like, <laughs> ooh. Cuban Missile Crisis was a big thing. Like yes. we were on the brink of nuclear war, but no, it was really because these bad yeah. guys <laughs> yes. decided to manipulate both sides. They're, you know, neither the Russians or the Americans were at fault for their arrogance in these events that they did. Yes. So I don't it, know if it, it it rubbed me the wrong way. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's an almost clever way of making the movies feel like Intangible and tangible with the real world, but yeah, I agree with that. What you said, and it just feels like two conspiracy theories. See, see, the mutants were a part of it, guys. It was like, yeah, it's it's <sighs> it's bad fan fiction, honestly. Yeah, and then, then I hate that every X Men movie does it, or I not every, I think everyone does it now. At, at this point, they do like other major events, like the JFK thing. They mentioned that a few times in the movies, like. Uh huh. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I don't like it. Yeah, I agree. It, they should have just made up their own little thing and make it completely fictional. Exactly. But you know, that's what they went through the Cuban Missile Crisis because. Or you can have it set during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that's in the backdrop. But don't have the main bad guy, the one that's trying to cause the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> exactly. It's just stupid. And like you said, it makes both sides. Uh, Russians and Americans look good. Like they're not and, at fault in this yeah, situation. It's like, oh, the Americans only put missiles in Turkey because of Kevin Bacon. Oh, the Russians are sending uh, missiles to Cuba because of Kevin Bacon. It's like, what? <laughs> no. God damn it. He's Palpatine. He's Palpatine, DJ. I made the reference earlier, but now I'm more thinking about it. He's trying to play both sides of the war. Prequel stuff. He has Magneto as his little fucking Vader. He's Palpatine. This is a weaker version of Palp- of like a, a, a rip off Palpatine in this movie. Anyway, he can continue now. Everything Star Wars. So yeah, so Kevin Bacon bamps Colonel back into the war room, which no one notices, I guess. And um, so, what's her name, TJ? Mora. Mora. McTaggart. McTaggart. McTaggart calls the war room. She's like, hey, the general's crazy. He's with the bad guys. So they're like, what? You're crazy. You've been the whole time. And, you know, mutants don't exist. Shut up. Shut up, lady. ladies, guys. Shouldn't have been in the military. 60s. And um, so we cut back over. Oh, Jupiter missiles to Turkey. That's what that's going on. So we cut back over to Charles. He's a professor. He's got, pro- he's got professorate degree. A doctorate? Wait, yeah. not a doctorate. Uh... Well, he says he's a professor now. So he has a PhD. He's got a PhD. Yes, but no, he's not. He says he's not a professor now because you have to be a teacher to be a professor. Yeah, that. <laughs> he's got his degree, but he doesn't have the job, so he's not a professor at this moment. But he's going to be. And so now we cut over again. I mean, he's essentially homeschooling a bunch of mutants. Does that count as a professor? Ooh, that's a hot topic. Um, 
I'm just saying he doesn't. He's not at any accredited school. Or is it? Is it not accredited school? It has to be, right? They're learning things, mostly going on missions and doing dangerous stuff, but they're still learning I mean, things. I mean, eventually, but yeah. not in the not in the beginning here. No, oh, yeah, beginning here. No, but I guess later, later on, professor. I mean, I guess still right. a little weird. I yeah. mean, anybody can start up a school, oh, and start teaching whatever they want. Does that make them a professor? <sighs> Uh, teach, I don't know. Our homeschool <laughs> parents, people, our parents at homeschool, are they teachers? Like, well, and I thought professors. I thought professors were only called professors when they taught at colleges. No, because we have a doctor. You can call someone a doctor, whatever, right? You have to call but, them a doctor. Uh, but, they, but yeah, but that's that's because they're a doctor. They that's what the degree gives them. But I have a PhD. You, when, you, when you get an educational degree, you're not a teacher unless you have the job of a teacher. He does later have the job of a teacher, but like, but you're called teachers, and so. But I thought professors were were a professor because you're a professor of a specific like thing in a college university. I suppose, right? I guess because you don't call a high school teacher a professor. No, right? So, but you because, know, you but, the, but they need PhDs and less kind of level of education to have it. They'd be a teacher at a lower grade, a lower level. Yeah, but I don't think. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like a teacher might need only X amount of years compared to a professor who needs X plus years. Continue brewing. Anyways, we're in Argentina. Magneto tracked down some Nazis there. He kills them at a bar and questions. He doesn't question and he kills them and questions no one in this scene, TJ. So like, does he get to, does this get him closer to Shaw? We don't know. We see Shaw's picture on the bar, but only he doesn't question anyone, just kills them. We're like, okay, cool scene, but WTF, mate. WTF. Then the CIA wants to meet Charles at a bar. Look, okay, the CIA lady, Mark, 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 the CIA lady meets Charles at a bar. He's drinking. He's like, she's like, hey, I heard you do, do mutant studies. We want to, the CIA. The CIA needs your help. He reads her mind. He's like, oh, okay, lady. You're looking for someone. I'll help you. And uh, all right. So the title of professor applies to most postdoctoral academics. So, a larger percentage are thus designated in these areas. Professors are scholars with doctorate degrees, typically PhD degrees, or equivalent qualifications who teach in four-year college and universities. So, teach in four So, okay. So, you're yes. right. Yes. That's what it says, anyway. <laughs> we good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, okay. No, you're good. You're good. So, yeah. Magneto at a bar kills Nazis. Doesn't question them. <laughs> Um, Charles at his bar gets questioned by the CIA. He joins her, like, yeah, I'll help you find Shaw. And so we get onto a boat meeting. Uh, Bacon meets up with the colonel again. Colonel's like, I did the thing you Wait, wanted. Did you did you say that the FBI CIA doesn't believe them and stuff? Believe, yeah, yeah, you were reading the thing. Okay, okay. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so Bacon and Colonel on the boat. The colonel's like, hey, I don't like you. Here's a here's a grenade to the face, cause I don't believe what you guys do. And Bacon's like, you're not going to pull that grenade trigger. Takes the grenade. He's like, I'll pull it instead. And that's why we see Bacon's power. He can absorb energy, guys. He's Absorbo. Absorbo man. No, he's Sebastian. He's what? No, he's uh, Sebastian Shaw. No, that's his uh, character. That's his character's true power. That is that. Yep. Okay. He doesn't that's have a, a name from what I saw. He just oh. absorbs energy. Nice. So now we get to the CIA meeting at the CIA offices. And this is where they don't believe in Charles. 
that, that he's a mutant, that, that they can hunt down mutants. And so he's revealed some information that they know that they, he shouldn't know because he's reading their minds. They call him a liar. They want to get security. Then Mystique shows off her powers. Like, oh, shit, these people are f***ing crazy monsters. And we see Stryker's dad. It's like, no, nah, paranoia. These are bad things in the future. And we also see the other guy, the nameless CIA agent, is like, this is cool. I want them to join possibly the th- thing we're going to do later, guys, because this is cool. So, yeah. And then they walk down the hallway. We see our first time that Charles freezes people. She's, he's talking to Eminem. He's like, hey, meet me in the parking garage. We're going to go do things. We're going to do a check down Shaw. And so they go to the parking garage. Blah, blah, blah. They go track down Shaw. Not that night, we see Magneto sneak onto Shaw's boat, James Bond style. He confronts him. Emma Frost gets into Magneto's mind. Magneto's trying know. to... What? I don't know if I like um, weak Magneto. Really? Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about seeing him get his ass kicked that is... I don't know. It just bothered me a little bit. I loved it. I loved it a lot because yeah. it shows like he's... Because it's like he's not focused on his powers right now that much. He's still focused on being just a brute and using his strength, yeah, I that's guess. that's probably just me being... A purist? Uh, not, not purist because obviously he has to develop his powers are somewhere along the line. I don't know. Just used to Magneto just being able to flick his finger and do anything. It's just... Oh, he's so OP. He's very powerful. Yeah, I know. That's, I kind of like it, like him because of that. Yeah. He's very... Like, the A-tier the mutants are how they classify themselves. They are gods, TJ. Gods. And that's why I see like people are afraid of them, but I would like I would worship their feet. Like, oh, you're, you're my leaders. Anyways. So, Magneto... Tries to kick Shaw's ass, gets his ass kicked instead, and gets thrown into the water, right? Emma Frost. At the same time, Charles and the CIA are going down on the Shaw's boat, and they're trying to get, they're going to capture them. There's like a little flight, kind of telepathic flight between Charles and Emma Frost. Does she have all these powers in the comics? Essentially, yeah. Okay. But well, like he's in the water, this he's... Is, this is like the also the first time that, we're, that they're discovering there are other mutants out there, too, so... Yeah, yeah, because Magneto's like throwing metal chains around the boat trying to destroy and, like, it xavier shows up and he says i'm not gonna be much help here because there's another telepath there's oh more. yeah so yeah as if the world's coming close and together it's pretty cool guys it's really cool so as the mutants are fighting the uh, cia is like what the shit and trying to go on the boat and um the shaw and his gang escape by underneath because they have like a submarine attached to the boat and so magneto's like i'm gonna take control of that and he's just going along for a ride. So he's powerful. He can almost stop the boat, but not really. And so Charles has to jump off of their boat. And he kills his like Nita. He's like, hey, Eric, stop. You're going to drown yourself. There's another way of doing this. Come join our team. We got this. And Eric's like, damn it. You're right, Charles. My future friend. You're right. And so Sean and his team get away. And Eric joins the X-Men kind of a little bit for a bit. Not really. Not really, but kind of. Sort of. He helps form the X-Men. And so, the nameless CIA guy goes, takes the guys to the CIA base. And he's like, hey guys, this is where we're going to uh, hunker down at. And I'm going to meet you, let you meet some people. Here's Hank McCoy. He's human. He's not blue yet. That's later in the movie, guys. He's a very smart dude. And Charles, Opa, he outs Hank as a mutant because everyone doesn't know that yet. Charles reads people's minds because he's an asshole. And I would hate Charles, honestly, thinking about it. Because <laughs> he's always in your mind. Like, man, I, go f- I get why people hate mutants now. Like, this movie really showed him, like, yeah, I understand. I get it. So we get X Men. You realize that's like saying, hey, yeah, I get why the KKK is doing their thing. No, 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 no. Totally different thing. Totally different. I get it's the allegory that they went after. <laughs> but it's, that's the allegory. That no, really no. is. Because at that point, you're saying people, the people who the KKK marginalize and hate, are actually superhuman and, you know, 
like clearly leagues better than the other people they don't hate. I mean, if you want to sit here for another three hours. So we see Hank, and we see the X-Jet pre-plans, and it's just Hank showing them across the facility. And then we cut over to Shaw. Shaw's son reveals. Okay, so as they're beating each other, we get to we go we cut up the Shaw, and Shaw reveals he's got a helmet gifted by the Russians, and it's the Magneto's helmet, so it blocks off energy waves or mutant telepathic waves and shit like that. And after that, we get back to Hank. He's bonding with Mystique, and they're being they talk about being freaks and shit like that, and hiding the bodies and you know not being normal. They almost kiss for some reason because why not? And then Eric walks in and is like, hey, you should look natural and be proud of yourself, Mystique. It's not what he says, but okay. What does he say in the scene? I know he walks in and says something. So, they're on their little date because Beast wants Mystique's blood. Yeah, he's trying, he's trying to make a cure. Yeah, he's trying to make a cure for this, for their disfigurements. But Was that the scene? Their, yeah. Well, okay. He wants her blood because the cures, because he thinks her genes, her blood, will be able to cure the disfigurements without affecting their abilities. Why her blood? Because of her ability to shape change okay because he can change her appearance so therefore he figures if he can isolate the thing that does that he can change the shapes of his feet and you know her skin to permanently stay still that makes sense and so and she's like okay take my blood and she goes in for a kiss that's when magneto comes in and says um in my opinion i wouldn't change a thing about either you a perfect debate way you guys are okay that's why he says that okay yeah so as after he says that eric goes and tries to leave because like i don't want to be here you guys are not my not my bag and charles comes out like hey Charles, eric you know you want to stay i know you rather you do you you might be better with a team because shaw has a team and numbers are better than being singular because yeah no he's not wrong at all and then the next day he did just get his ass kicked by them hell yeah and charles like i can help you train because i am the main guy here I am main character. And so the next day we see Cerebro, bro. Cerebro. 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 It actually looks like Epcot, Epcot Center from Disney. <laughs> it does. It looks like a giant golf ball. It's like, okay. That's something, I guess. And Eric wants to find people without CIA interference. Well, yeah. So the CIA guy that they're working for is like, yeah, I built Cerebro. And we can find mutants and bring them in. And then Magneto comes in and says, yeah, me and Charles are going to go do it without the cia and then charles is like and it's like and then the cia guy is like no this is my thing and then charles like i agree with magneto and you can't have this thing work without me so you're gonna do as i say yeah that's fair because you know how cia is and i get eric's uh, eric has his jewish that's his thing everything he does is based on you know i don't trust these people because they don't do well with diversity (laughs) Yeah, he's not wrong. Eric's not wrong, guys. <laughs> and so, so it's like he's like, I don't trust any of these fuckers. So it's like they're gonna screw everything over. We're gonna go get these mutants, and we're gonna make you know mutants the number one thing here. That's funny because at the end of it, he's like, they've proved his point. Like, yeah, guys are attacking us now. Like, you see, people suck. Like, yeah, Eric, you know what? I, I back what you're saying. So. Uh, we see Charles activate Cerebro and he's looking at people and we see a little montage of him picking up people. We see him pick up Zoe Kravitz and she is Angel. She mm-hmm. has a butterfly wings so she can fly. She's more of a newer character so like within the like early 2000s she can't was created. 
And there's not much on her, so I don't know why they put her in here. Because Zoe Kravitz in the strip club. That's why. And she could turn to, like, she's, she's such a new character. She's good and then bad. And no one could feel like, oh, that made her bad. And it's just an odd choice. They could have picked any mutant. There's a thousand of them. They could have picked Jean Grey and I guess any. No, nah, they didn't want those connections. Although there is a connection that's weird. Let's get the Summers one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get, after her, we get Darwin. He's the guy who adapts to anything. Uh, yeah, and then we get Summer, uh, Scott Summer's brother, Alex Summers, right? Yeah, Havoc. Havoc. So it's weird. He's his older brother in this, but in the comics, he's his younger brother. Because we're continuity stuff. Because they wanted a Summers in here, so... But this takes place in the 60s before Scott. Why not just have his uncle or someone else? Any other yeah, Summers? I know. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird choice, I guess. I don't know. It's like, that's, that's what I mean. They make weird choices. Like, they choose weird people to put in here. And that's why you have to say, like, these are, like, not the best movies, like, comic book-wise. Because there's just, like, we want the thing to be X-Men, but we're trying to make it into our own thing. And so it's, like, I don't know. And it's also, they throw in, like, a bunch of cameos and fan service that just doesn't work. Exactly. Like, hey, remember the first ones we did? Yeah. So we, we, it's, like, we, it's like, here's this character... Okay, I didn't read that particular issue of X-Men. I have no idea who that character is, yeah. you know? This is weird. Whatever. Then we get to see Banshee do some animal abuse to poor fish because he's trying to hit up, hit up a girl. And we see Logan. And try to get Logan. He says, go f*** yourself. And he's like, and they just leave him. And it's like, oh, that was easier than haha moment. I guess. And that's the team people they got. So, as that's going on, Shaw is informed by Emma Frost that, hey, the mutant I couldn't hear before, Charles, he's getting stronger. I can hear him more now. And he's he's recruiting. recruiting. So, Frost is sent to Russia while, while um, Shaw and his guys will go handle something. Now, we cut to the kids are bonding at the CIA place and they're showing up This powers. is very, like, 80s comedy moment, like a Bruckheimer movie or something. Them, uh, Showing off the powers and bonding and this yeah, shit. Right powers here, yeah. and then even even to the point where they're like all sticking their head out the window at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's very silly and stupid. Stupid. But you know, you gotta show off who they could do. And them and their chemistry, I guess. And but they came off as like children. Yes. I mean I guess they're supposed to be children, right? They're they're supposed to be teenagers. I, that's, that's that's what I don't College understand. Kids. I always thought that from the way Mystique and Xavier looked and the way they grew up, I always thought they were the same age. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just it feels like these are the teenagers and Magneto and Xavier are, are the grown-ups, which is kind of how it plays out in it. But it's weird because there are on the team, you know, and they're supposed to be like... X-Men First Class is supposed to be them, or at least Xavier, training the new team and, you know, having them do the stuff while he's like support. Yeah. But he's, like, doing all the work. I don't know. It's just weird. No, actually, I agree with everything you're saying. It's just, yeah, it just feels... It doesn't match. It does not match. Uh, the CIA wants to bring the mutants to Moscow for some reason, but they don't. Because they think Shaw's going to be there. Yeah, but I know someone doesn't want to bring them, but they are, like... So, Charles and, and um, Magneto are against bringing the kids because they're not ready? No, they are for them. No. Who's for, who's for against it? The CIA doesn't want them to come because they're out of control. Xavier says they're ready. Magneto says there's not. Okay. And that's when you see them walk. That's when we see Magneto and Charles then go walk to see the, the kids and see them just testing the powers out on each other and just having a fun well, party. Then there's the, yeah, it's just, you know, there's a pretty much, it's been a, a like a college wild after party. Yeah. Essentially. Exactly. Okay. So that happens and they, they're like, you guys can't come. You stay here while we sneak to Russia. And they're like, oh, Mystique's like, but that come was, on. 
Oh, they're naming each other too. They have their names now. They each have like yeah, their own they names. They all have their stupid names. Yeah. And like, oh, you're Magneto and you're Professor X. Like, oh, that's how they got their names, guys. Oh. And um, so the next scene, we see the, uh, the mutants. Uh, oh, it is a nice little circle that Mystique names Magneto. Why is that a nice circle? Well, maybe not circle, but a nice little thing since she pretty much turned him into who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And while she was being melded into what he wants to. Yeah, I don't know. Their chemistry is fantastic. I don't like how they are operate together in this. I actually think Xavier and Magneto's chemistry is pretty good, too. Yeah. I think most of the chemistry is in this. I just thought I just felt like she was written badly as a character, but she still performed it well, and the chemistry was still there. That's all. So they sneak up. So Charles and Magneto and MM go to Russia. Moira McTaggart. Moira, 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 Moira. What are you doing back there? Yeah, that's just so offensive. And they sneak into Russia, and um, they are they sneak into Russia to get after Shaw. And so they get to the place where Shaw should meet up with the main guy, who, I guess Putin Sr., or the guy is supposed to be. I, actually, I guess he's a general or something. I don't know. Because yeah. they don't really show the leaders. They don't show... Um, Kennedy and whoever, like, the hot... Oh, uh, God. What, what was his name? I can't even remember. Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Thank you. Yes, Khrushchev. Thank you. Was For, Russian. Yes. I think it was Khrushchev. Right? I, I believe so. I'm, so I'm pretty sure with, you're right. We're going to go with yes. Who was the head of Russia during Khrushchev. Yeah, Nikita. Nikita Khrushchev. Yes, that's the guy. So um, so they're there to intercept Shaw. They see Frost go in, and Charles is in, and it's like, oh, she says Shaw's not going to be here. He can't make it. He's got other plans. And they're like, oh, we got to abort, guys, because we're not here for Shaw. Like, Nita's like, fuck that. We're getting that bitch. So he starts running in after her. And Charles is like, I can't let him go by himself. He's my boyfriend. He's my friend. He goes running after Charles. And so Charles goes in. He intercepts. Uh, they both intercept Shaw. Not Shaw. What's her name? Frost. And Emma they Frost. interrogate her. What's up? I was telling you who her name was. Her okay. name was Emma Frost. Thank you. So it's bad cop, good cop. Frost or Magneto's like, I'm going to break your neck, lady. I don't care how much diamond you are. I'm stronger than you. And she turns back to human form. And now I'm uh, Magneto, or not Magneto, Charles can get into her mind and it's like they could talk. And she's like, okay, Shaw is here? What are you talking about? Oh, she's, she reveals the plans, I guess, of what Shaw wants, right? Well, um, Magneto crushes her diamond form so, yeah. so it shows that she won't use it anymore. And so Xavier could go into her head. But what's 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 does she reveal? Does she reveal in the head her head? She Shaw's reveals plan? that he's trying to, yeah, he's trying to could cause World War Three so that they all the normal people will have nuclear war and the mutants will rise. Not I don't know why he thinks they're immune to the radiation because just because radiation created the mutants in this reality doesn't mean that you won't be vaporized by the nuclear war, the nuclear missiles that are dropping. I could see if they would have showed us like him testing nuclear stuff on people, like, oh, we're immune, but no, it's just like his lockage is so flawed and like not even tested out. Like at least test it out before you destroy the world. Right? Right? Is that too much to ask? Like literally the his reason is literally that radiation causes the mutations that we are, so nuclear war destroy all the normal people. That's so dumb. Like like drop a bomb. This is after Hiroshima, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like I could see if he would have, like, gotten studies that show the survivors of Hiroshima or whatever, like, were mutants. Like, okay, great. That would have been a great, okay, we survive that, so we can survive this. Sure. But not, it caused us, it could save us. Like, that's stupid. Anywho's. Anywho, anywho, anywho. So, while they are interrogating Emma Frost, we come back to the ex-not-mansion, mansion. 
and the kids are just talking. And uh oh, what's going on? They're not at the X Mansion. They're at the CIA headquarters still. Yeah, I said that we're back at the not X Mansion mansion. Yeah, but it's not the X Mansion X Mansion when they're at the X Mansion later too. That's the X Mansion. Right? It's not technically the X Mansion at that point. But it's going to be the X Mansion. Like that's. But it's not at that point, so it's the not X Mansion X Mansion. So at the not not X Mansion X Mansion mansion. <laughs> The kids are talking, powwowing. We think we see the seeds of doubt in uh, Zoe Kravitz characters. Like, oh, because the CIA people are being assholes to these kids. Because why wouldn't it be, I guess? And because so... mutants. Because yeah, it's every mutant story ever told. It gets old, doesn't it? It <sighs> gets old so quickly. It's like, uh-huh. And that's why these movies kind of get really... People are just terrible. Yeah. It gets so boring. That, that topic is so boring. Anyway, so that happens. And no, they get infiltrated by Shaw's crew. Azizel drops some agents from the sky, killing people left and right. It's cool. Watch it. Uh, Riptide does Riptide things, I guess. And Shaw energy blasts some people and kills a lot of f***ing guards. There is a lot of people dying yes. and dropped from the, the sky. And that's how I would kill people in a Star Wars universe. Just like, yeah, I'm going to force lift you and drop you. Because, duh, you want to kill someone. Anyways, so, I like Star Wars, guys. Anyways, Shaw and his group infiltrate the kids. And they're like, hey, kids. Join the dark side. It's better over here. We're the future. These people are mean to you. They're assholes. We see, we just annihilate them in the seconds, and you're not—they're not protecting you. So join us, and you can be happy. And I think this is where Kravitz, Kravitz's character, Angel's, like, you know what? Yeah, f- I got light side. I'm going to the dark side, and she walks over to him. And no one else is going to join. So they're about to leave, and then Darwin's like, no, 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 I'm gonna join too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join. He grabs Kravitz and's like, hey, havoc, kill these guys. Havoc throws some energy at the guys. The guy catches it. He's like, hey, 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 Darwin, eat this. You're dead. He's like, what? He can adapt to anything and survive things because that's his powers. And he can't adapt to this. Weird. Yeah. Well, that's the least of my problems with this. Is it because the black guy dies first? Not kidding. Well, it not only is the black guy killed off, but the rest of the team is nothing but white guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. White men. And I guess not, but not not only is that they kill off the black guy, but the other woman of color turns yes. to the bad guy. Yes. It's like. Wow, wow, cat. We had a very diverse cast for a hot second, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, and then they kill off the black guy, and the Hispanic girl goes and turns evil. Like, it's like, Jesus. I mean, I know it's the 60s, but come on. Yeah, like, again, the, the, the one character who can literally adapt to anything. I guess his eternal stuff can't adapt to anything, but like. I don't know. Uh, his He doesn't die in the comics. I know, I know he doesn't. But that's the thing that the X-Men movies do. They'll introduce a very OP character that they're like, oh shit, we can't use this character later for in movies because he'll solve all the problems. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, quick silver in the sequel. Let's just not have them in the rest of the movie for some f***ing reason. Like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah. So yeah, they kill him off. Kravitz switch sides. And like I said, it's all a bunch of white people. And now Angel joins the Armored Kills course. Russia General met, meets with Shaw. Back, back. Okay, is that the next the scene? Russian, the Russian General meets with Shaw. Now Shaw's telling him to put missiles in Cuba. Wow, that's a jump. Because he's literally here of the kids. And then he's just there. Well, he's got a teleporter. Yeah, but is that such a jump? Like, it's the next day. Ah, that's just... Wow, that was fast. Holy shit. So, yeah, then we get to Shaw at Drenner. Yeah, what you just said, that happens. And then... Um, well, he threatens them to do it, and she shows, hey, look at my monsters that I have. Yeah. You're going to do this. After he's like, I'm not starting World War Two. Which, again, putting these, putting these people in a different light than they should have. Yes. 
Yes, because leaders suck, guys. Like, I was just saying the Russians. America was just as bad. They did yeah. put tur- missiles in Turkey that, prov- that provoked the Russians into the uh, response. Yeah, the Bay of Pigs, was that before this, right? That's what helped cause this shit, too? The Bay of Pigs was um, to throw overthrow Castro, which is Castro. Russia. But uh, Kennedy called that off. Yeah, you were alive during this, weren't you? Or no? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm not 60s, 60s. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're in the 80s. Okay. Had to give me a second, TJ. Okay, had to give me a second. Like, wait, how old is TJ? I'm not that old. Jeez. <laughs> so I, do, I guess we're like Jesus Christ. I feel like the '60s were yesterday, but they were like so long ago now, huh? Sixty yeah. years ago. Oh my God, TJ. Sixty years ago. Yeah. Anyways, Charles and Magneto run back to the school. Like, oh God, kids, we shouldn't have left you. What did we do? And the kids are like, "Fuck you guys! You guys are assholes. We aren't mom and dad anymore." No, that doesn't happen. The kids are like, "Hey, we need to be protected, and we got to train." And Charles is like, "I don't want well, you guys no, training." Professors like Xavier is like, "All right, you guys are going home." Yeah, and they're like, "No, we're not. They just killed our friend. We we want to help." And now Magneto's this is where Xavier and Magneto switch. Now Magneto's like, "Now they're ready to fight." Yes, and Xavier's like, "Fine, but they need to train." No, I like this scene. And I wasn't doing it justice. I'm glad you did it justice. But I do like this scene. Because it shows that the kids are like, no, yeah, we're going to revenge this guy. Yeah. And it it also shows, you know, Xavier and Magneto's personalities. And what, like, Magneto was against them doing it when they were, like, just teenagers playing at teenagers. But now that they suffered this major loss, he's like, now they're ready to go. Whereas Xavier is like, now it's time to coddle them, you know? Yeah, I think it was a good character. Good job, Malcolm X. And so then we cut to Emma Frost being like in a scene, and they're like discussing human rights versus mutant rights and shit like that. And Emma Frost is like, "Does it matter? We're better than you guys." And fears are growing. Stike, 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 Stalker, Stiker, Striker, Striker's fears are growing. This is because they have they caught her and they turned it over to CIA. Yeah, she's under their control now. As this goes on, the X Men are forming. Okay, so this is a montage. I'm gonna yada yada over a lot of shit. So as the, yeah, it's literally yeah. Xavier's training them. Yes. As the, as the Mr. Crisis intensifies, we get Xavier training the people. He's honing in on everyone's special abilities and et cetera, et cetera. Except for Mystique. I her know. Training, I was her, training, her training consists of lifting weights and then uh, uh, Magneto saying, stop hiding. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta, see, see, they, 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 they side row this character. I feel but so to be fair, bad. To be fair about the training, what would she train for? She's already mastered her abilities. Hand-to-hand combat. She does it in the, in the movies that come up, and then X-Men 1, 2, and 3, she's great at hand-to-hand combat. Show How us do you that. know she's not already an expert in that? Because they don't show us ever in this movie, TJ. So who the f*** knows? But like, it's just like, hey, Kramaga something. So he's honing everyone's powers besides her. They're making the, and them all special super suits. Hank makes a serum. He tries it himself. Oh, no. Jekyll and Hyde doesn't go right. Because, duh. Now, after the montage is over, they're, they're ready to go out because... Uh, oh, did, just, you, did you mention Magneto coming into his powers? Uh, he gets stronger. He, I mean, what, what was special about his powers, his sequence? Well, he can't lift anything. Like, he couldn't lift a submarine earlier. Oh, and, so Mag- and so Xavier's like, "There's your power is not just focused on rage. It's between rage and serenity. And then he goes into his mind, shows him a good, his good moment, which I guess is his mom standing in front of candles. I don't know what that was. That scene was. <laughs> oh, maybe it's Hanukkah. Now that I'm looking at it, because I'm exactly <laughs> on that scene right now. Because there was eight candles. Yeah. Maybe it was a Hanukkah moment. I don't know. That's he is Jewish. So anyway, so he like 
finds how to control his power, and he can turn that giant satellite now, which will allow him to use his powers later to lift the submarine. Okay, we'll go down for his powers then. Magneto's stronger. Banshee can fly. Mystique, well, Mystique. Banshee can fly. He can hover. He can use his Banshee powers. He's flying. He flies later him, in the they, movie. They gave him a what's a wingsuit yeah. and say, scream real loud, and that's how he flies. Yeah. So he's like that's gliding, flying. flying. That's not flying to steal a line from Toy Story. That's falling with style. That's a, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> uh, Havoc can energize. He gets concentrated his energy now. And I think that's... Oh, Hank, he's faster, stronger. He can separate his mind and body, I guess. Wherever they focus with him. But yeah. They told him to take off his shoes. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. That's what we got for you. And then there's a sequence where Charles and uh, Magneto are playing chess talking about human rights and shit like that. And, you know... Human mutant shit. Hank test during the time. Oh, Hank, it, it's more like Magneto's like, I'm going to kill him. And Xavier's like, No, you're not. And he's like, it's Yes, like, I am. It's like, You cannot, you're not, you can't be against Magneto. Like, yeah, kill the guy. He killed your mom. Like, yeah, he's not, he's a Nazi. He's not likable. He's a Nazi, TJ. I know, but it's like the whole superhero thing. No, he's a Nazi. He's <laughs> okay, a Nazi. So, Nazis go to prison too. Nah, they can, but in the sense of like, if they kill my mom, I'm gonna kill a Nazi. I'm not like, maybe he should be justified and go to jail. He should maybe should be justice. Nah. Anyways, okay, okay. So here's what happens. While Charles and my are doing that, Hank goes to Mystique like, "Hey, Mystique, I made a cure. We should do this." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no. I've been talking to Eric, and I think we should not do this." And Hank's like, "You're crazy. Here's your those. I'll take mine and go do the mind lab." Hank does it. Absolute prick in this moment. How? Beast. She's like, I don't think we should do this because, you know, we should just be proud of who we are. And then Beast is like, no, we're ugly. My my feet's ugly. And when she turns when she turns blue, he's like disgusted by it. Yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? He's like, you're ugly in that form. When you're in this human form, you're gorgeous, but when you're blue, you're disgusting looking. He's an absolute prick in this moment. But I'm playing devil's advocate. I agree with what you just said. I'm playing devil's advocate. Boo-hoo, you got ugly feet. She's blue. Sympathize with her for a second, beast. But by societal standards, she's ugly in the movie. Just saying that. So I guess he's got a point in that sense. But he's yeah, definitely an asshole. But he physically sees her as ugly. He tells her she's ugly. Yeah. Essentially. Because he's falling into society's trap of like. But that doesn't matter. If this is someone you're supposed to be romantically <laughs> attracted to. Just like just on a pure one-on-one basis, not only is this a perfect way to not get what you want from her, but two, it's just an asshole move. Well, let me also think I put all this time and effort to making this fucking cure. You're gonna reject me in my work? Screw you! I don't you. think that's you're ugly. I didn't get that at all. From <laughs> no, him. I'm just putting his into because you're, you're right. I'm just trying. I'm trying to make an argument for him. That's all. But you're 100 no, he, right. He He's is an asshole. So so desperate to be normal in the societal standards of normal that he's just like he doesn't care about her at all all this is all about him and what he wants and that's why i'm glad it backfires because for the most part he is normal he's got weird feet oh i can't wear sandals in the summertime boo-hoo you you look normal as hell man like you just put that like i don't know he is an absolute asshole in this yes. moment and deserves everything he gets yes i agree so he makes misty cry he's like i don't care i'm taking a serum he goes takes a serum he jackals and hides it out we'll see him tomorrow morning and then mystique goes like she's like a sasha goes to eric and he, she's like trying to do some he's like you're beautiful the way you are be real you and she's like okay I'm this is blue. where she turns into rebecca Ramirez. yes 
And I was like, okay, that's awesome. I didn't know that was she her. She was like, well, in her regular form, well, not her regular form, her human form, Magneto's like, come back in maybe in a couple years. And then she says, turns into Rebecca Romaine. He's like, no, then turn into a real you. And she finally relents and turns into real. And then he kisses her. It's like, you're beautiful the way you are. You don't have to hide. Blah, blah, blah. This is also where he mentions the tiger line, though. You don't ever see a tiger oh, trying to hold it. Yes. His, his it's like, eh, it's not a good comparison there, Magneto. I feel bad for her. I feel so bad for her. And then she goes to Charles, and he's, she's naked in front of Charles. And he's like, whoa, you naked. Put some clothes on. Which, not wrong. He's not wrong. You can still be beautiful. Be- yeah, be- beautiful. Just put some damn true, clothes on. true, but he also came off as disgusted, too. Because she's naked, TJ. Which You can be fat instead. and proud as a motherfucker, but don't walk around butt-ass naked because you're fat and proud. But put some clothes same, on and still be which fat Which lends credence to my whole sibling theory from earlier, but from also which, which theory? my sibling theory between them earlier, that they feel more like siblings than... Yeah, 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 yeah. He feels like siblings. She doesn't, I feel. And then she walks in, but I didn't... Sure, he decided, but I also also took it as like... He doesn't like her in that form, or likes that form either, so. I think, see, I, see, I got, she's nude, and I got, he also, he, he doesn't like her in that form because he feels for her safety. Not because she doesn't like her as ugly, it's just like, Yeah, I, I know, and I got, I got that, but that's not how she interprets it. Oh, obviously, obviously, yeah, yeah, I agree with that, yes, yeah. So that happens, next, she's like, oh, f*** you, Charles, I hate you, I am Magneto's girl now. I'm not saying that until later in the movie because I still got to be in the team. And so next day they go to Hank's office. It's ruined. And it's like, okay, let's go to the, let's open this box left us. I'm like, oh, that's our uniforms, guys. It's Why didn't they look for him? Because <laughs> they did so a good thing. They did a look his, for him. His room is destroyed. Someone could have came in and attacked him. He could be, like, in trouble. And they're like, oh, look at these new suits we got. They're like, oh, the room's a mess. Oh, well. Well, because he left that note. So, you know, it checks out. He's fine. Okay. <laughs> like, someone else couldn't leave that note behind. But, yeah. And so he shows up at the X-Wing. He's all hanked out. He's a blue furry freak. Cool. Anyways. Yada, yada, yada. He's got He powers actually looks like a Muppet. He, yeah, he looks weird. Yeah, like, I don't, some I don't, of the makeup is bad. Yeah, I don't like it. Between his and Mystique's, I don't like their makeup in the face. Because it's funny because the Mystique in the first movies, she looked great. Yeah, I think it was a budget thing. And this? Yeah, in this I movie. just think it's like they're dealing, they're dealing with higher... Speaking of it, budget, I don't think you mentioned the budget. We did. I went right to the office, box office. What was the budget yeah, for Yeah, you didn't, you didn't do the budget at all. I don't care. What was the budget, TJ? I think it was $150 million. Let's open up that tab again. The budget... Yes. 160 million. And it made 350. I did not say any of that. You're right. I went right to the box office. And it made 353 million, guys. Worldwide. It, yeah. Woo. Which made it number 20 in the box. Let's go back to the box office. It made number 19. F- was it 19? I think it was 19. No. I'm not doing a box office again. Yeah, yeah. Because it's right here. <laughs> it's reviews all over the place. It placed it at. It was 19. Wow, it was low. I mean, we just did it like an hour ago. Jesus, I forgot all the other shit that came out that year. Wow. I mean, more than now. Wait, did it double its box office? It's not doubled. It's like, it's, well, that's a double, like one and a half, I guess. No. No, 160 and 116 is 32. Yeah, it doubled. It's yeah. more than doubled its box office. That's good. I made its money back and did some more things. God, Cowboys and Aliens came out that year. Zookeep- hey, the Muppets came out that year too, TJ. Plus 45. Uh, you do know we're two hours into this review, right? All right. Oh, yeah, we are. Happy to find us nation two, five. Midnight in Paris. We also. already did the box office. I know, but we Jack and Jill. Okay, anyways. So, 
<laughs> Jesus, I have a, I'm on the wrong tab. Hold on. There we are. So now they're going to go to keep a missile crisis, and they're going to deal with that because mutants are involved for some reason. Because oh, Shaw's there. He's going to amplify it. they got to track Shaw. That's right. Like, why are they doing this again? Shaw. Shaw's the guy. <laughs> and so now we're at the front lines of the Cuban Missile Crisis. The warships on America and the warships on Soviet Russia are, like, facing each other. And, oh, no, what's going to happen? The idea over this dumb shit. Hold on. X-Men joining to try to stop the fight. Shaw is in. Shaw's trying to um, amplify it because that's what Shaw's doing. But they can't find Shaw as they're flying over the X-Men and some of the CIA people because he's in a submarine under the water. And so they use Banshee to help use Sonar to catch him and all that shit. And all that's going on somehow. Shaw plans. And, and Shaw goes into his little hiding spot in the submarine to amplify his powers, become like a kind of like a um uh, uh, nuclear power weapon himself. Nuclear bomb. Yeah, he's got that so power. I, I guess he's going to blow himself up. Yeah, it made no sense, right? Like, is he going to kill himself for this? I don't know. Would he survive it? Or would he just release the energy? And, he like, just if release, he did that, yeah. like, would his people be cool with it? I mean, I guess they think they're going to be fine, I guess. It makes no sense, right? I don't know. This whole plan is stupid. <laughs> or would he become, like, super weak and fragile? Like, somehow, like, re- no, ah, it's I dumb. Think, I think he just released the energy and it would be the equivalent of a nuclear bomb. Yeah, but that would have to make him super frail, right? He Why? can't be just awesome all the time. Why would it? That's energy. It's literally energy. And once that energy escapes, yeah, him, it would have to make just him... just like, it's the theory of all kinetic energy powers. Like, the more you take damage you take the it just absorbs it and pushes it back that's why it's flawed right that's why it can't exist the scientific that makes no f-ing sense because once the energy is used to put through a force or something it just weakens and slows down right it's like not what it used to be i mean the science right energy interacts with something and now it's less of the energy that was formerly before was acting with that thing well energy never dissipates it's energy's it- eternal so yeah but like uh, the things that like the, uh, the uh, what they call the machines that can make energy forever they don't they can't exist because it's impossible for once the energy does a loop around something it's going to slowly lose the thing before it just stops moving because it's dispersing into the whatever else it's dispersing into a petrol motion machine that people are called so like him giving out energy like in that mass quantity like of a nuclear weapon i think scientifically makes no sense if he's if, if he can't it can, and not, and like it makes sense if he like loses a lot of energy like i can see him like regaining it back by sucking like be like an energy vampire or something but he just but can't like the thing is he's he's gonna be expelled the energy he's taken in and not the energy that he already has he's just gonna d- expel the so we're sticking reserves. That. he's taking it out of the nuclear reactor from the sub oh okay that's right okay that makes sense <laughs> okay. i thought he was I, th- I thought he was just gyrating really fast or like why is he how's he doing this okay now that i see the scenes together in my mind again that makes sense <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about i was like this makes no f- sense okay thank you tj thank you that was a little lost with your what you're rambling there but okay my bad marcus cut that out shaw's smart <laughs> in this movie guys i'm dumb so shaw's doing that and you know it's a big hero fight the bad guys are fighting the good guys yada 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 and they the good guys interrupt shaw's plan they somehow get the sh- submarine onto the island because maybe it's powerful shit now because they send what's his name banshee into the water as sonar yeah i said that earlier and so they know where it is and magneto uses his powers to raise it up because now he can do that because he found that inner peace yeah that inner peace sure (laughs) that spot in between rage and serenity be a true great jedi and um so one of the the submarines magneto's magneto's not is more uh he's vader in this He's Vader at first, and like he's Vader for most of the movie, and then he's like good Vader at the end of Vader's life, or it's like Vader in reverse. No, 
It's like Vader actually, in reverse. He's kind of... Vader than the Anakin. No, I don't know, because Vader, Anakin was always under the sway of... The Emperor. Emperor, whereas or, Magneto was never really under the sway of him. Because he always believed what Shaw says. Shaw's the Emperor in this, for sure. He's pl- trying to play both sides of the war. Yeah, I don't know. I think Magneto is more of a Han Solo character than he is Han a, Solo? Yeah. How? He's more of a roguish kind of guy where he's out to do things his way and, you know, he's reluctantly helping the good guys, you know? Yeah, but he doesn't have the character arc as Han. Like, Han Solo eventually enjoys doing the thing. Yeah, but the, he's got the opposite effect. He turns to um, he turns to evil, but the difference is he was always on that road, whereas Vader was turned. Magneto's opinions never changed throughout this entire movie. I mean, maybe as a kid it was different. But we were in show that we're shown his we're shown his opinions of the as an adult yeah true so as an adult he's he's always from right to beginning i'm going to kill shaw and mutants are better than humans he doesn't have a character does he it's like so it really is him really accepting who he is at the end of this which is why I, accepting, I accepting what what's he accepting about himself? Well, that he's not a hero. That he's not what Xavier wants him to be. But he know? always known about himself. Like you say, he always known about himself. Yeah, I know, but he's been tempted over by Xavier to be a hero. And has he though? Well, yeah, because he didn't kill Emma Frost when he had the chance. Xavier talked him out of doing it. I think the only reason to kill Emma Frost because he she knew where Shaw was, right? But he kept tightening it and tightening that thing and he was going to do it and he probably would have killed her if Xavier wasn't telling him not True, to. True, because he did kill the people in the beginning about them get relaying information about fing Shaw. Yeah. But I guess he realized but I don't think it was temptation to the good side. I think it's just like, I'm not going to kill you because I do need information where Shaw's at. So I think it was more logical than like, I want to be good. Yeah, but he's all. But he also joined the team when he didn't have to. He also helped these kids train, you know what I but mean? I also think it was like logic stuff too. Because like, again, Xavier's laying down sure, good points like, hey, numbers. Exactly, right? and he's but he's kind of falling on Xavier's side here up until the point where it, it um, counteracts his goals and he but so he he realizes that he's not who xavier wants him to be and he's just gonna do what he's gonna do yeah i guess so it's a big fight good guys kind of win bad guys kind of win so it was like a draw magneto gets to shaw magneto kills shaw by putting the coin through magneto's or shaw's head because he killed his parents and Xavier's, or not Xavier's like, you you shouldn't do this because we're well, friends. Magneto confronts Shaw in the sub as everyone else is fighting. And then Magneto for some freezes. reason, Shaw throws Magneto into the glass thing and exposes his like airtight mind bending room for some reason. That movie's got a movie. <laughs> yeah, and which allows Xavier to get in. But uh, Shaw's crushing Magneto with, like, a steel beam and stuff, and then he uses his Magnus to take the helmet off of him, which allows Xavier to freeze him, which then he puts on the helmet so Xavier can't get into his head. Magneto is Magneto now, and now he put, then he puts the coin through yes. Shaw's head. Shaw's dead. Now Magneto goes to the beach. They all be at the beach, and Magneto monologues, hey, guys, I just killed Shaw. After displaying the corpse of Shaw to everybody. And a Christ-like thing. Like, hey, I'm the new king. I'm the new king shit. Also, the Americans and Russians are turning their missiles on us because they're afraid of us. Right, Charles? You can feel it, too. Charles is like, yeah, you're right. They're not that good right now, but they're still good people. Magneto's like, we're going to kill these bitches. So they keep, the people send missiles to the beach. Magneto stops them, sends them back, but Charles is like, no, I'm going to tackle you. Charles tackles Xavier. The missiles drop. 
Charles and Xavier fight out on the beach a little bit, a little scuffle, and then... But every time someone tries to get involved in it, Magneto says, stop, and they all just stop for some reason. I know, because they're bitches. Like, they, they, this, this third act is such a weak act. Like, no one does anything besides the main characters because the things have to happen. And it's like, that's just like, we spent all this time with these characters. Yeah, and Mystique's just... not even involved in the fight. She's just told the guard the entrance. Yeah, it's like, God damn it, everyone's sidelined. And all because... she does is all she does is turn into Shaw to distract one of oh, the bad guys. So I hate this third act so much. And then for some reason Magneto is doing something and Charles runs after him. Now they're talking. Why is the lady shooting guns at Magneto? Magneto's about to drop a, all those missiles back on the both fleets, which will cause World War Three. Let it happen, right? So yeah, Magneto's gonna do that. M -M. So she's, she's shooting him to try to stop him, like Xavier is trying to do. Yeah, and then he's the Flexible bullet into Xavier's back by accident, which paralyzes Xavier, because that's how he gets paralyzed, which is very lame. Well, in the comics, he gets paralyzed by getting a giant rock dropped on him. So. I'd rather have that. This is like feels like, oh, it has to happen. So it happens. I was like, this is why, like, this is what I was saying earlier. Like, I wish this stuff would happen over two movies, because just the Earth Act kind of rushes the stuff that happens for these characters to happen. It's like, I didn't mind the paralyzing thing, honestly. I hated it. It's they were trying to stop Magneto, and she was trying to stop Magneto from dropping little miss literal missiles on a bunch of innocent people. I know, and, I know, who were taking orders, and I yes. get both sides, but yes. still, so I get both their motivations. So she's shooting them, trying to stop them, and yes. then one of them just happens to deflect into Xavier's spine. And, I, 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 and again, that's that's fine. It just felt like so rushed. While everyone's just standing there watching this dumb shit happen, well, everyone and, watching it. But the, uh, the, the scene itself, that scene itself, I thought was fine. No, I hated it because again, it's like oh. That's right. Xavier's gonna be paralyzed. That's that's what did it, right? It felt like the dumb bullet that made Mag our uh fucking Logan forget things. Like, oh, it has to happen. Bull to the brain. Bull to the spine. Yeah, but like, that was course. contrived. Where this one didn't feel contrived. It felt contrived because if he didn't have to be paralyzed in the storyline, this wouldn't have happened. It's like this you is stupid. But it's very possible that could have happened too, though. If the, if you're shooting someone who can't be shot and bullets are deflected, of course a bullet can deflect into him. Why didn't want that? Why did he deflect one of those bullets to the people? Was standing right next to he them. He didn't do it on purpose. That's what I'm saying. But like, it could have happened. Like he could have accidentally killed Mystique or something like that. It's like just because Charles has to be. What did we, did we had this argument? Wait, for you can you can. We've you had can, this argument. Oh, I we know. had this argument with the aliens movies. I know because you're the characters have to die because it's just bad writing. That's why I hate prequels, TJ. Because this has to happen. Let's do it in such a manner that's like so stupid. <laughs> but. Like it's kind of it's believable for sure, but it's like oh, of course they have to paralyze Charles. That's right, he's paralyzed in the movies. But that's, like, that's but even if this had nothing to do with X Men, the scene would have been fine. If this had nothing to do with anything, you knew nothing about these characters, and that same scene happened, you would be like, oh, okay, yes, exactly, yes, but no. <laughs> like i guess no no yes i guess but no that no. scene by itself everyone else standing around and watching it's stupid i Terrible. agree with you i agree with you there but the actual shooting scene and with the powers involved in it makes sense yes the motivation it, it makes sense but it's bad why is it bad because it has to happen that's my argument like i, it but does like I said but like i said it only has to happen because if it's professor xavier yeah but if you take out the fact that it's professor xavier and if you just analyze it based on how the things and motivations worked up to this point and had nothing to do with x-men it was two completely different characters you did not know you would not be saying this i think i would i would honest, i know i would honestly because now what you're doing this to a character because you have to like you're doing to a character because why like what's that adding to the story like what's that adding to the story well, and that's that's what they'll be following 
following up on. That's the next story arc. I know, but like, what's that adding? Like, why? Like, why is that the cliffhanger story arc? Like, oh, he's paralyzed. How is he? Like, this is like it's dumb. They should have had a paralyzed this at the beginning of the f-ing movie. At this point, it's just pointless. <laughs> you not know how thing stories works. You don't. Someone hacked. I know, TJ. I know. Trust me. I know. But it's so. <laughs> It's just it's just delivered in such a blah, bad, rushed. It was rushed. It's rushed. It's rushed. It's rushed. And I agree with you. The end bad. of it is rushed, but the scene within it in itself is fine. No, because the it's way part, it happens is part fine. Of the rushness, like how Magneto gets the helmet, It's like okay, that kind of makes sense. But like, like that's again, that's stupid. There is no reason for that helmet to exist in here. Exactly. That's why but, I like these prequel movies. But that's the, but that's a thing specific to the X Men. That helmet went in. Yeah, same thing with Charles getting paralyzed. He's but paralyzed. No, but that's no, my point is. But my point is, if you took the, the X Men out of this, that helmet would not be in this movie. Whereas that paralyzation thing can still happen in a regular thing no. because it's not really iconic in the, in the, the sense in the sense that people can be paralyzed by a straight bullet. Wait, take the X Men out of it? Yeah, take the X Men out of like take the fact that these are characters you have no idea who they are. This they have no affiliation to the X Men. This is just a, this is just a movie, a superhero movie that was completely original. Yeah. with these with the same characters. I would still hate like it. That. That's like, fine. Why, like, why not just kill the character at that? Point? point like why have to make him paralyzed because like, oh, he's gotta because this character's got to continue on and they have more stories to tell with him being paralyzed it's terrible it's terrible well you can't have a character i'd rather have the rock on him i'd rather have the fucking rock on and i'm not being i'm not even being a purist i think this is a weak way of doing it people get shot in the spine and they get paralyzed or how about she's shooting a thing at him and he's like the missiles are coming back or something or something like that and he can't deflect the missile it like throws him off balance, and Charles is hurt from the missile. What difference and does it make if he gets hit by debris or if he got shot by a bullet? It's just, it's just, it's just late. It just feels, not, not, not that it's lazy. It just feels like again, it has to happen, and it's like a lazy way of doing. But it. Again, it only has to happen because it's Professor Xavier. Yeah. The scene on its own isn't the, is fine. The scene on its own is fine to a point. Yes, we're not doing, no, we're not, Charles is no paralyzed. Sense. What? You make no sense as you I make f- funny. I hate this scene so much. I hate the, th- Again, the third act. I just hate it. Charles is paralyzed. That's fine, but you're making no sense. It's fine. Charles is paralyzed. X, uh, f- Magneto's like, hey guys, I paralyzed them. Whoopsie daisies. By the way, I'm going to jet out of here. Bad guys are with me. Like, yeah, sure. You're, you're our new king for some reason. Hey, Mystique, you coming? She's like, I guess so, because I have to. Even though you just paralyzed my I- best friend for. She's has his best friend for how long? And I'm like, you paralyzed him after. Like, oh, I'm so I f- forgot oh. how this scene played out going into it. And I thought she didn't go with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, the way it was playing out, I thought she was like, okay, she's going to go. She doesn't choose me. She goes to her, her brother. He's been shot. Of course, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense, right? And no, then she goes to like, Magneto. But she only goes to Magneto because the professor tells her to. She's like, I know you really want to go, so just go. I'll be fine. Yeah, but like, I hate it. I hate it. I'm and just... for and it's not like he he blames Magneto for the paralyzation, but at the same time, he doesn't hate him. He's still his friend. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he's telling him to go. You know, because he's doesn't trust them or anything like that. So nope. it's a complicated relationship that the three of them have. Okay, I know they, they've had it for forever. So I know they. I know. Trust me, I know. So like, I didn't think like so. I didn't remember that part, and it, I thought that was also fine. It's like whatever. Yeah. Um. She says the beast the cringy lines like beating the proud yeah, some shit like that. It's like, see, yeah, it's stay proud. It's like what? Yeah, and then they just bam, bam, foul there. 
And Charles is like, I can't feel my legs, my legs, my legs, my legs, my legs. And then we cut to later, like, I guess, X amount of days later. She's talking to M.M. She's like, hey. He's I'm in the wheelchair. Yeah, he's in the wheelchair. He's like, I will never tell anyone about this. It's secret safe with me. He's like, I know it is. You're forgetting it all. And she's like, well, I'm talking to the CIA, and I don't remember what happened. And they're like, he's got that kind of power to erase her mind. And they're like, yep. And that's the movie. Oh, Magneto shows up with his Magneto outfit, and he breaks out Emma Frost. Like, you're joining me now, because I'm the king bad guy now. Brotherhood of Mutants. You, unless you want to stay here. And she's like, I don't want to stay. God, this, 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 they're actually so f***ing bad. And then it's just, the movie ends. Actually, I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be. I think it's rushed, without a doubt, but I don't think it's bad. It's rushed. I don't like. I, it's bad because it's rushed. It's definitely rushed, without a doubt. It's like, they. it was like, oh crap, we're out of time. We gotta finish up all these plot yeah, points. Exactly. It's like, damn it. Well, I don't think it's bad. I think a lot of it's executed well. It's just, it just feels weak. Like, the movie has such a strong beginning and middle. Like, the action stuff felt weak and no without a doubt the whole M fight scene felt weak but i think yeah. the motivations and the character development and a lot of it was fine it was it was literally the game of thrones thing the first few seasons were slow and steady and were drinking character development and then like the last two or three seasons like here we go i gotta get the guy got it done I, I still disagree with everyone's opinion well, see, and that's, that's fine that's why you like this movie's ending that's why i don't like the movie because it just feels like uh, we rushed gotta get it done and like that's what happened but that. unlike it's the like, game of thrones thing i think a lot more people agree with me that this movie is ending is fine the character that much that like more realistic than game of thrones? no no I think the ending was a blah. It was eh, this movie. The ending is like yeah, but yeah, that's the X Men First Class. Which which you think, DJ? I thought it was fun. I thought it was mm -hmm. fine. Yeah, same. I thought it was an enjoyable movie. The things I didn't like about it for sure, but it's enjoyable. I don't think there's a movie we watched that we didn't have things we didn't like about it. True. It never will be that movie. <laughs> nah, that's all I got. I have one movie I know I like a lot. Uh, what would you rate this movie? Subpar movie. <laughs> I don't think it's subpar. I think it's, it's a good not, movie. It's not subpar at all. I think I'm out of seven. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why is seven? I don't know. I just it. I didn't hate any of it, and it. I liked, and I was in. I was in involved in through all the way through. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think I'm at a seven. I think yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. I was at a seven before the review, but talking about it again and like the things, like again the third act and like some other like things I just didn't care for. It's like eh, it still rubs me the wrong way. I thought I'd be talked out of the feelings, but that wasn't. So it's like at six. It's like that's a solid six, honestly. Yeah, I think film. it's a, a solid foundation for what's gonna come. Yes. Yeah, it's not a bad movie at all. No. Yeah. Although, especially compared to the last X Men movies, this is a good retelling and especially the, that third one. Yes. Yeah. It's a good and origins. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like this is back on the right track. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I'm done. These, these, these. I'm just done. Bye. <laughs>